and you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability to, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's, it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks a guy. Hall running free, Brees Hall inside the 10, he's gonna score! The, the corners all do their job. You know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. Beat it's always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of those things I, I put up. And you are watching slash listening to another edition of Blewett Splits, one week hiatus, um, even though I've been taking a couple of week hiatuses just because of the uh, the new kid. Sorry, I'm late. No, I'm 10 minutes late because of the same thing. <laughs> um, a lot going on the last two weeks. Uh, last week, I was like, OK, there's a few topics we could talk about, um, but I'll skip the week. You know, um, obviously, just trying to get everything in order in my house. Um, also, being fair to my wife, who I just left with a uh crying uh six-week-old baby but nonetheless um <clears throat> then after last week when i was supposed to stream the amount of news that's come out of the jets and just like not even news but shit on twitter and hardman which we'll talk about and dawkins and like in tomlinson and justin jefferson rumors and evans and lasauce and jamal adams and marcus may and avt rumors and beckton stuff and Corey davis there's just um a ridiculous amount of things to talk about um transparently i i don't have any like formulation of this like how to get this out cleanly there's a lot of just random notes on the side of my screen that i will randomly get through throughout the stream if it's not brought up um you know just by somebody in the chat we can just go off on it like that uh but pretty busy week obviously we have free agency starting or like the unofficial start of free agency the the uh the legal tampering period which really makes no sense is on the 11th like why not just make free agency the 11th but nonetheless we got 10 days um, I've been busy with both life stuff and then review stuff. Um, I did all of the draft guys. Um, I'm still waiting to do the actual like reviews because I got to find two hours of my day. Be like, hey, sorry, you know, you take him. I'm going to record a two hour show, which I'm doing now. But when you have to do 19 of those, it gets a little bit tough. That's not including the six, seven guys that Jets will draft and then the six or seven guys will sign in free agency. But nonetheless, um, I did my six or seven draft guys, I think seven draft guys. And then I did. Um, a few, I think I told, talked to you guys about it last week, but I did, I did Rucker. I did Warren. I did, uh, Tipman. I did, there's another lesser player, Rucker, Rucker, Tipman, Warren and McDonald. Those are done. Um, and then right now I'm working on them all at the same time, which admittedly is probably not the best process, but I'm just trying to get it done. Uh, I'm doing sauce, Michael Carter, the second Quincy Williams, Quinn Williams, uh, Jermaine Johnson, Conklin, Wilson, and Brees all at the same time. Um, one thing that re really stands out, I guess, from all one, I guess we can go from the top right there. And again, I really necessarily plan on speaking about reviews right off the jump here, but Sauce is amazing. It, 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 nothing changed. If anything, he got <clears throat> a little bit better, a little bit more patient. <clears throat> um, JJ still really like his game a lot of, and, and I'm, I still have about five or six games to go. Um, a lot of the sacks you're seeing right now are, are effort sacks or kind of 
the fact that he's a quarterback getting pushed in, back into the pocket a little bit, and JJ <clears throat> can then you know be the beneficiary of guys like Quentin Jefferson and Q on the inside, but still a very good player, really good in the run game, nasty uh, demeanor. Really like what JJ showed on film this year. Quincy, more patience. He still needs a little bit of patience in his game overall. <clears throat> um, I've been really impressed with him. Uh, Will Mc, uh, no, I, who else did I do on defense? I didn't just mention Michael Carter the second stud. I, it, and I was thinking about it while I was doing it. If I had to keep one of Michael Carter the second or Reed going forward, I actually think I keep Michael Carter the second. That's just me. I think the slot is a little bit harder to play <clears throat> than the outside because you are, you know, obviously route can go two ways. Uh, you're involved in the run game, you're involved in run fits, things like that. Um, he's been an absolute stud. Uh, to watch and then Quentin Williams like I know people are going to be worried about <clears throat> the stats and all that stuff I wouldn't be at all uh going back and just watching him individually um in his all of his reps animal absolute animal so wouldn't be concerned about that offensive side Brees is a stud um he's a, he's not a guy who's going to turn like a two-yard run into a four-yard run consistently like he might just get two yards two yards two yards when he's supposed to get two yards and then, but then he'll break one for 80 but he's not the type of guy to get you an extra yard or two he's he's got to get you um an extra 80 you know at one or two times a game so that's the kind of player he is um all, uh, who else offensively did I, did I just say uh Brees Garrett Garrett Really good film. Um, I will bring it up in the review. There was a lot of contested catch situations that Garrett did not come down with this year. Some of them, really tough situation. I think the Dolphins game, he had two defenders um, kind of within like his catch you know, radius, and uh, he dropped the ball there. But overall, I definitely want to see him improve more on uh, contested catches. I also want to see him improve on his releases still at the line. There are some times he gets caught a little bit and he does a little bit too much with his feet at the, at the line of scrimmage. That's unnecessary, um, but still, you know, obviously an absolute stud. And then Conklin's kind of what we all expect, um, or at least what I think he's. I think he's a solid receiving tight end who could block somewhat, but not really. But um, I don't know why I got into that. Again, just there's a shit ton of things on my screen and I'm doing this solo. So it is what it is. Um, let me say hello to some people in the chat who I see in here. Uh, Nicole Hardman. Yeah, uh, I know we're going to talk about this, and I don't necessarily want to get into it now, but we're going to keep going. Uh, Dakota, what's up? Obviously, always in here. Uh, Matt, what is up to you? <laughs> Eagle says, hey, Joe, Nicole Softman self-admitted to tampering with another team. The one thing I do want to say about that is he said that he spoke to the Chiefs GM. Was it a situation where like he passed by him on the sideline or he passed by him somewhere like, hey, come get me? I believe, correct me for, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the GM actually has to speak back. Well, and and this has to be the case, actually, just thinking about it, like kind of like legal, legal wise. The GM has to reciprocate. Like he has to talk to Hardman about it too. Cause like Hardman can't just go up to him and say, hey, man, come get me. And then the GM gets, you know, fined or the team gets fined. Like he has to obviously speak to him about it too. So they, they're going to have to, to prove that the GM um, was speaking to him, you know, while he was under contract with, with the Jets. Uh, so I do want to clarify that. Um, but Eagle says, but he, uh, but what is more bothersome is guys leaking the offensive game plan to, uh, to the other team. If true Casey and Eagles have to pay heavy. Uh, yeah. So the whole Hardman thing, obviously, um, you know, he comes out, uh, the pivot podcast, I believe it was again, I didn't write anything down with like quotes or anything like that, but he basically says like the jets are a mess and you know, he didn't, he didn't really like Boyer and there's no direction on offense, which some of it's true. I get the no direction on offense. I get that once Rogers went like, it's Rogers show. Okay. All that stuff I, I get. Um, the things that were interesting about what he said about the jets were, and, and, and one, 
the fact that he's talking about himself on the same level as Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. I've been to the last four out of the five, four or four out of the last five Super Bowls, like talking about himself, like he's not some fucking scrub who gets 150 yards a year, 200 yards a year, 250 yards a year. Um, so that's that's the first part where you could tell he has a false sense of what he actually is in the NFL because what he actually is is a, is a wide receiver four or five. He also says that he basically tapped out on the season at a, at a certain point. He was asked to go into the Chiefs game, refused to go into the Chiefs game um, because he wouldn't do it for for Boyer. Uh, he had a hurt pinky. He didn't have enough time to prepare, even though it was a few days, which, okay, you're, you're catching a ball, and I get it's a little bit more complicated than that, but refused to go into the game. Um, again, self-admittedly tapped out, <clears throat> self-admittedly reached out to Mahomes and, and, and the Chiefs GM. However, he did that and asked them to come get me, which if they did would be tampering. Um, and then, uh, you know, you have some players come out and kind of indicate that he may have leaked the game plan, you know, versus the, versus the, the Eagles, because all the shit's kind of going down a couple of days ago on Twitter. And then sauces, sauces says something to the effect of like, you know, Oh, but we're not going to talk about how, how the Eagles got our game plan. And then he deleted that. And then Kenny Yaboa was asked about it on Twitter. And he said basically the same thing. Like our, our game plan was leaked to them. And then he questioned, uh, McCall Hardman's work ethic and basically called the the Eagles the Georgia Eagles. And he also had Thomas Morstead, who is seem like one of my favorite players on the team at this point. I just love the dude. He comes out and and says something to the effect of, you know, basically don't buy into all this. And again, I didn't write down these thoughts, these all these quotes, which maybe I should. Maybe that's a little bit irresponsible. But he said something to the effect of like, be careful taking information from a disgruntled, uh, disgruntled former employee who lost out to a rookie. And he'd even mention an undrafted free agent rookie who he lost his part returning job to um, and, and his snaps to. So uh, interesting situation with Harbin just looks like an absolute jackass. I can't imagine many GMs, maybe the Eagles, maybe the Chiefs wanting to sign a guy who uh, may have leaked game plans. And that was kind of like two days ago, maybe two days ago, where all the questions came about came out about him leaking game plans. Um, and he takes two days to respond like. People are questioning my character, all this stuff. Like if he was innocent, he probably just says it right after, you know, like if somebody, if somebody claimed that I gave playbooks away to another team, I'm probably right there on Twitter. Like at that very moment, like, no, fuck this, this did not happen, but he took two days to respond, which typically kind of indicates some type of guilt. Um, But yeah, joke of a situation with Hardman. Uh, I, I can't imagine a team signing a guy who gets, gets disgruntled, admittedly refuses to go into a game. Um, and then also is giving away game plans and also giving away tampering. So McCole Hardman may have just blackballed himself from the NFL, which at the end of the day, fine, fuck him. Like I, I don't, I don't want to be that guy that, like, oh, he has a, you know, a family, whatever. He's made a couple of millions of dollars. It's more than 90, 90% of the chat is ever going to make it in, in their lives. He's already made. And, uh, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. Fuck that guy. So uh, McCall Harbin, that was an interesting one. Let me get to the super chat from Jan. <laughs> What's up, Joe? Um, nothing, man. Busy, 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 baby. Uh, film trying to get everything done before free agency. Uh, <clears throat> madness, madness. That's that's been that's been what it is. But um, first couple of weeks, he was like a potato. That was kind of just cool, you know, pissed, shit, ate, whatever. Um, He's becoming an angry potato now. He's getting a little bit more uh, awake and receptive. So uh, I appreciate the super chat, Jan. As always, you know, you're always sending me money. You don't have to, but I definitely appreciate it nonetheless. Um, <clears throat> nothing's up though. Nothing, nothing, nothing is up. Uh, what is up is me waiting for free and see, waiting for the draft, and waiting 
for the season in in hopes that the Jets can actually put together some type of Super Bowl run. Um, you know, you want to buy into it, but then you kind of just try to remember your past history with the team. And, you know, do they necessarily deserve my faith? No, obviously, but let, let's let it play out. You know, let's see what they do. Um, you know, there's little things I want to see, you know, how do they handle free agency? How do they handle backup quarterback situation? Do they move ABT to tackle without even trying to sign a tackle? To me, that is a massive mistake. We'll talk about that. How do they, <clears throat> again, dress tackle in general? Um some people, you know, tend to think that Carter Warren should compete for a starting spot. <clears throat> Maybe we'll talk about that. I went a little bit back and forth with Damian Woody on Twitter. Um, he basically said that, you know, he didn't have an offseason and he didn't have a camp and he could get better and he could develop. And I kind of said that, you know, I don't necessarily have faith in him enough to develop into a position where he could compete for a starting spot. Um, now, if this was a year where it's again the Jets are seven and ten, and you want him to compete for a starting spot, fine. In in a Super Bowl or bust year, do you want Max Mitchell or Carter Warren competing for a starting spot? No. Now, do you give opportunities to people? Sure, yes. But if they are legitimately competing for a starting job, they did not properly fill the spot. Carter Warren is not competing with Inwenu. Carter Warren is not competing with Cam Robinson. Carter Warren is not competing with Tyron Smith. He's not competing with Jonah Williams. He's not competing with Illuminorf. Maybe Fant, but then Fant would fucking he would he would just he would pull Dimitri Patterson if he's competing for a starting spot on this team again if he signs back. Um, but uh, yeah, and then he kind of came back and he's like, oh well, you don't you know it just shows that you don't know how how development works in the NFL. It's like no, it's not. It's not that I don't get that how development works in the NFL. I get that he didn't have a rookie year in terms of a training camp and all that shit. But I'm not expecting him to go from and I'll show you guys plays because it just is what it is. I'll go on my Twitter and, and show you all the plays I put on Twitter. Um, and just point you out who, you know, what he's doing or where he is. And you'll see, um, my point is that I don't expect him to go from be transparent here. Fucking terrible. He was awful last year in the film. I will actually, no, not in the film. I watched, I watched all of his snaps. He was, he was terrible. Like God awful, God awful. I don't expect him to go from God awful to beating out a, at least hopeful mid tier free agent or first round pick. People just don't make those ginormous leaps in one offseason in the NFL. So it's not that I don't understand development. It's just if you're expecting him to make that large of a leap in one year, I think you're a little bit foolish. Um, so then I posted, you know, I don't know, 36 plays of him getting his ass whooped. Uh, for the most part, there was one uh, oversight by me. There was one where he, he um, it was a screenplay and he's and on the screenplays, you're supposed to let guys rush up the field. So they're not going to obviously turn around and tackle whoever the running back is. That was an oversight. I was kind of doing it fast. So I was just getting angry. Um, but, uh, yeah, I posted those 36 plays and you're gonna get people who are like, Oh, you know, what do you know? All this shit, whatever, which is fine. You know, again, I posted the plays diagnosing yourself. Um, the thing is, and people are like, Oh, you don't respect his opinion and all this stuff. It's not that I don't respect Damian Woody or offensive linemen or people who play in the NFL. Um, one, and this is a big Kyle Smith, uh, term and we will moment of silence for Kyle Smith. He's not dead. Um, we just miss him. <laughs> um, uh appeal to authority i do not like to do that i don't just like to say oh he played the nfl he knows more than me i'll just give into his opinion you know uh guys like brandon thorne i think he knows more than about the offensive line than i do he liked evan neal evan neal was his number two player in the entire draft should i have just agreed with 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 uh with brandon thorne about evan neal or was i right to say that i wouldn't draft this guy into the fucking third round you know i, I i'm strong in my convictions there and especially when people do not provide evidence um if it's not going to be a play you're breaking down, not to make, it's not going to be multiple plays you're breaking down, and you're just saying something without providing me actual tangible evidence, I'm sorry. 
you know, what am I supposed to do? So I'm not going to say, oh, Damian Woody said he's good. He's good now. You know, Brandon Thorne said Evan Neal's good. He's good now. You know, uh, I don't know. Let's. I'll use Marcus Coleman's name here. I don't, I don't think he said this, but I'll just use it anyway. Marcus Coleman said Traylon Burke's good. Oh, now he's good. Why are we doing that? You know, so whatever. I keep saying hello to some people in the chat again. A lot of shit going on. Uh, Jets X Factor 2, by the way. Uh, Offseason Simulator came out. Um, so go and do that. It's, it's, it's a fun way to kill some time. There are too many topics this week. I think for me to do that today, um, next week, the week, we still have a couple of days before free agency, right? Today's the, f- the first, yeah, free agency, the 11th. So next show will be the eighth. Um, we're going to run through an off season simulator, uh, together, Jets X Factor off season simulator. Um, and that'll be fun. Let me see. What you guys are, it's plenty of McCall Hartman stuff. Um, I kind of addressed it all. He's, dude, the, leaking game plans and admittedly giving up on the, on the team is, is just the softest shit in, in, in the world. So, um, and then again, so the, the guy thinks he's fucking Travis Kelsey because he caught, he caught like a, I don't know if it was a slider out, but like a wide open slider out into the flat in the Super Bowl. He was wide open. That's all, that's all he can do is catch balls wide open. I hated the signing from the jump. Um, no, 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 no. I didn't hate the signing from the jump. I heavily disagreed with people who said that, oh, he's going to replace Elijah Moore. Oh, he's going to replace Corey Davis. I said, no, he's receiver four. He's a deep threat. He's a, he's a, he's a yak guy. He's an orbit guy. He's a jet sweep guy. That's it. And some people were hyping him up. But dude, that guy can't catch. He cannot run routes. Um, get the ball in his hands. Yeah, he's fast. That's cool. He's fast. Fast doesn't really get a lot of, you know, if you're just fast, you don't really get a lot of money in the NFL. You don't really get a ton of opportunity. You have to be more than fast. Justin Ross. Uh, and there's a reason McCall Harmon's going to probably not really, I don't even know if he's going to sign somewhere this year. He might be suspended. He probably should be suspended, but we'll see. I also, uh, again, love that Morstead dunked on him. It was, it was great. You know, uh, Stonehand snitch. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff in here from Dakota kind of just going off. Uh, Dakota says he's getting sued for tampering. He did it twice. Uh, twice. I don't know about, I don't know about twice. I didn't, I didn't hear about twice Dakota. If you're, if you're, if you know something, I don't know, go ahead and, and tell me, but I don't know. Taxi for Hardman, just a few, okay, that's me, just a few minutes. Uh, Arnando Cruz says, I'm curious about your thoughts, which by the way, there's, I think some, some center, was it the center from the commander? No, there was a center from somewhere who just got released too, who was apparently pretty decent. Um, Leno, again, what, what I'll say is I, I have not watched him, so I don't want to give strong opinions. I've known him to be a pretty solid tackle throughout his entire career. Um, I think in recent years, from what I've kind of been seeing float around the timeline, he's had some injuries, but when he does play, he's very good. Um, do the Jets want to fuck around with injuries? Not necessarily. Do the Jets also need to be smart with their cap and maybe not blow their entire load on, let's say, Tyron Smith, where maybe you could sign Charles Leno for $10 million for a year, $12 million for a year, something like that. I don't know how bad the injuries are exactly, but... Um, do you maybe save some money doing that? You know, there uh, obviously everybody wants the T Higgins who got tagged. Everybody wants the Pittmans, whoever else. Um, but there may be a situation where the the receiver room is, you know, Tyler Boyd coming in, Corey Davis coming back, and then adding another guy in the third or fourth round to to hopefully usurp Lazard. Um, he could sit his ass on on the bench. You know, there's a situation where we're not, we don't got Tyron Smith and Jonah Williams, and it's Illuminor and Fant, and then you draft uh, Fuaga. Like there's everything's not going to just work out for the jets. Like we, we, we know that, you know, you have to consider the fact that people admittedly don't like the turf. People don't give the, the jets facilities and coaching and all that stuff, the best grades with that, that grading system thing that comes out. 
Um, people don't love Keith Carter. Uh, people don't love Hackett, you know? Uh, so the taxes. So to just say, oh, we're going to get this guy, this guy, that guy. We know that's foolish at this point. We all want to dream, but, you know, Illuminor may be our tackle. Uh, so so we'll see ex exactly um, what happens. And Charles Leno, Charles Leno might be a legitimate option. You know, you get a, you get a Leno, you get, you know, you, you get a Fant or a, an Illuminor. You get another swing tackle, let's say, like a Calvin Beecham. Okay. The Jets need an okay offensive line. Um, I rather kind of spread the wealth out around the entire offensive line to just make sure it's solid than kind of, again, lack of better term, excuse my French, but like blow my load on Tyron Smith. He comes in, you can't really address the other positions. He gets hurt and then we're screwed all over again. You know, I rather spread that wealth out for the entire line. Um, now, in terms of the offensive line, obviously you have Tomlinson who was cut. You know, the argument is, oh, well, he's healthy and he's consistent. Do we give a flying shit if he's consistent, if he's letting up the most sacks and pressures in the NFL? And I don't know if he's one, I don't know if he's two, I don't know if he's three. I know he's in that range, top five in guards or whatever it was, maybe two. It might, it might be two in terms of like sacks and pressures allowed, but consistency matters. Um, so I basically said on Twitter, like, you know, he's a hole in himself. You know, I, I rather have Schweitzer making $2 million a year playing that spot than Tomlinson for $16 million. So he's legitimate, legitimately addition by subtraction, uh, Tomlinson. Um, now, in terms of like why it didn't work out, uh, when I watched that, or when I did that review, I said that I think he's probably overrated by fans. I think he was slightly above average. Um, and obviously, he was not even that. Trent, being next to Trent Williams helps a lot, but it was a complete flub of a signing for the Jets. Um, and now they hopefully go elsewhere. You know, Zeitler... Whoever maybe maybe it's an Awenu to play to play guard. Um, there's a couple of other guys uh, out there. Um, there's actually a bunch of interior offensive linemen out there right now, <clears throat> or who are going to be out there at least at this very moment. So, um, good riddance, good riddance. Now I don't know why they didn't necessarily. And this is something Rifka could probably tell me, um, or I could play around with it on OTC. I don't know why they didn't designate it June, post June first because they saved eight point one million, I believe. Um, and if they did it. Post June first, it's like thirteen million dollars. So, did that five million? Does that five million dollars now not get thrown into like void years or something down the line? Or like, wh why? Why not take that extra five million dollars? Not one hundred percent sure, but um, that was an expected move. Um, he's balls. You can get better for a million dollars. That minimum, you can get better than Lake and Tomlinson at this point. So, um, good riddance to him. We're expecting a few others. We're expecting. You know, a restructure of Mosley. I'm expecting a straight cut unless Uzama wants to play for league minimum. If he wants to play for a million dollars, okay, Uzama, you could be my tight end four for good vibes. Past that, five million dollars, he deserves again. He doesn't deserve four million of that five million dollars. So he's most likely gone. Mosley, um, white, you know, the whitehead is not even on our contract, but there's a few other moves. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> this is another one. <laughs> again, I'm just jumping all over the place. Prior to McCall Hardman, you have um, Deion Dawkins, who comes out on whatever podcast it was, and he's basically talking shit about the Jets and mainly Michael Clemens, you know, that before a play during a TV timeout, Clemens is going to the all of the bills and, you know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, which admittedly. You, you guys know where I stand on Clemens. If you've been watching this a little bit, I think he's a lot of a, a lot of bark, no bite, and he talks a lot of shit and acts a lot, you know, bigger than he is in the NFL. Like he hasn't he hasn't proven anything in the NFL level, and he and he kind of acts like he has, like, you know, preseason game, like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna 
beat the shit out of them. I want to whatever he said, and and he didn't he hasn't done shit all season, or he didn't really do shit all season. So for him to be doing not to fuck you, fuck you, fuck you thing, you know, relax. You're not Quinn and Williams. Um, but Dawkins is talking shit about that. Then specifically, kind of says that you know, except except for 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 Q, except for Q, like Q Q is my guy. Q is good because he doesn't want to get his you know his shit whipped by Q. But he's talking shit about the Jets' defense, and he's basically saying like that they're you know they they're guys who who want to play football for the fame of it, but they don't actually love ball. While he's actively on a podcast with his C cup titties out and 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 a chain, you know, at that time I believe like Nani or whoever posted it that he had like five or six like uh, live story updates on on Instagram, whatever they're called. I don't really I don't really go on Instagram or post on Instagram, um, but he had like four or five, you know, uh, like live stories. He had like 400, 500, 600 posts on Instagram. So the motherfucker is shirtless on podcasts with all of his tattoos, his C cup titties. Uh, with with chains on, talking about the Jets are are in it for the for the fame and shit. Um, so you know that's gonna be interesting. <laughs> that's definitely gonna be interesting. The next next the uh, next um next season when the Jets play the play the Bills. Uh, then you had you you know I think I think Sauce came out and said basically I'm gonna do like my first shirtless podcast and and send a picture of him shirtless. And then Garrett Wilson made fun of it on social media too. I forget exactly how he how he did it, but he made fun of it as well. But uh, yeah, Dawkins is a little bit of a bitch for that, for sure, coming out there and saying that like that. But it is what it is. Like you like the rivalry, um, and then post post the game, they go into the tunnel and they're fighting. The one thing you did notice is not that Clemens stops short or anything like that. Like they're you know they're 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 chirping, but something that a lot of people pointed out was the fact that it's all happening. There's a big commotion. You have two, three hundred or well, Clemens is like two eighty, and Deion Dawkins is, you know. Uh, 330 plus man titty like 350 uh he's they're they're like fighting in the hallway and sava this big rah rah you know marines guy it just walks by with his head down just walks by with his head down like does nothing um so he kind of you know he kind of seems like a fraud in that in that video as well but yeah that was also interesting you know Deion dawkins talking shit about the jets you know we they they suck and they want for the fame um, so I'm hoping they beat the living shit out of him next year. Uh, you know, I don't know. Interesting. Very interesting. Last couple of last couple of weeks. Uh, Joey says J- uh, jets come to Arizona this year. I'm so excited. Uh, made the day trip to Vegas last season, four hour drive to see them lose that way. I'd rather quiet. It was rather quiet. It was a rather quiet four hour. I had similar situations. Um, a very quiet drive back from Buffalo in 2015. That was a very quiet, actually, no, it wasn't. We had a lot of fucking fun, but that was a shitty seven hour drive back. Um, I actually went to Arizona 2016, Joey. That was the year that we got our, our shit kicked in by the, by the Cardinals. That was not a fun, a fun game. I actually flew into Vegas and then drove to Arizona. Um, so a little bit, you know, a little bit opposite of what you did. Uh, but I've already been there, so I'm probably not going to go there. I think the three stadiums I'm going to try to go to, um, London, if they play there, I might do it. I might do it, but we'll see. It's, it's kind of a, if my friends can, can, uh, if, if they can, if they can make it work, uh, if not, it's most likely going to be Minnesota or Jacksonville. I'm probably feeling Minnesota. I don't know why I kind of want to see that stadium and that city or, or yeah, that, that city. So Minnesota or, uh. London for me, most likely, but going to Arizona. Hopefully they win that. They need to win that game. Uh, the Jets officially released Lake and Tomlinson today. 10.4 de- uh, million in dead money Jets around. Yeah, I think Jason o- from OTC just said that 
the Jets are second highest in the NFL in dead money, which is kind of hilarious considering the fact that the Jets haven't had a winning season in so many years that, you know, they're accumulating all this dead money for what? You know, now obviously they've had to eat some money on contracts in the past and Shereen Johnson, all this stuff. I think they're out of it now, but like Lake and Tomlin's starting to have some dead money. Uh, CJ Mosley, they're to have some dead money. Um, it's just kind of funny that we're in that situation and we still haven't won. So that kind of says a lot about how we've been managing the cap. Kind of just another sign pointing towards the Jets' incompetence. Nonetheless, uh, Josh says, good to listen live for the first time in a while. What's up, Josh? Uh, Hawk says, Eagle fan. There's more nuance to it than that. McColl contacting them is not tampering. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, it'll be hard to prove that the, the leaked. Um, yeah. Uh, I thought I would be really late. Glad to be watching. Uh, what's up, Harlan? What's up, Hawk? Uh, what is up, Snoopy? Joe the Goat. What's up, brother? Uh, what's up, chap? Love Love, love y'all all. Y- love y'all all. Uh, Dano says, Joe, are you 31 behind you because you are aspired to be a father magnitude of Antonio Cromartie? Um, no, it was like, uh, I don't, why did, I don't know really, like 31 just been a number my entire life. Um, grandfather died the 31st of December. I think it was like my dad's firefighter number as well or something like that. Um, so I've always just, 31's my number. 31 is my number. So uh, that's what I wore in football and stuff. Joe Blue, go to appreciate that. Uh, sub show to from Christian. Uh, Dana says 90% of the people I've heard want Carter over Reed to hardest position in sport. Uh, yeah, and like, and listen, I really, really, really like Reed. I think that Carter is a better corner than Reed at his position. Um, Reed is solid, Reed is solid, but like you see him get beat down the field sometimes. You see some busted coverages from Reed. He had, he had one or two really bad busted coverages this year. Um, so again, very, very good signing. Probably, you know, I would have to think all the other, all the other number two corners in the league, but probably like the best, if not the best, the second best number two corner in the league. And I think he could be a lower tier number one for, for another team if he were to sign there. Um, but Michael Carter, the second is a absolute stud. At, uh, at at the slot. And it's a really, really hard spot to fill. Um, so if I had to choose right now, and then considering the age, Reed is what, 28-ish, 27, 28, uh, and Michael Carter II's what, probably 24, 25. So I, I would choose Carter or Reed if I have to. Hopefully we don't have to. Uh, let's see. Uh, can we just keep Zach and give him that redshirt year we never had? I think, I, think it's, I think it's to the point now where you have the comments from Woody Johnson, you have the comments last year, you have him getting benched, you have him coming back in, that it's easier to just clean slate, clean slate um, at this point with Zach. And, and past that, this is going to be his, his – this, this would be his, what, fourth year? So then what do you decide with the option, all that stuff? Just clean break it. Just clean break it. I don't want to think about that, Marvin. I haven't, I haven't thought about that question, like why not, but – Get rid of it. Get rid of him. Hopefully trade him. I think you save like $5 million. If another team is to trade for him, now what do you get? Sixth, seventh, maybe, you know, Zach Wilson and a sixth to move up into the fifth round, something like that. But I don't really see anything past uh, past that for Zach Wilson. But um, clean break it. Get a, get a Gardner Minshew. Like, uh, Jacoby sounds great. Do I want to spend $10 million on a backup quarterback? $8 million, $9 million, seven, whatever it's going to be. Probably a little bit too much. Gardner Minshew, a little bit less um, than uh, Brissett, in my opinion. I would pr- That's probably like the upper tier of what I would want. Or even a guy like just like Tyrod, a guy who's going to come into the game and not lose it for you. Like I'm completely fine with signing Tyrod to a four, you know, one-year, $4 million deal. If you want to draft the guy, fine. Draft the guy in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. I don't want to draft the guy in the third or fourth or anything like that. But draft the guy, sixth, seventh round to develop. I know some people are thinking about Sam Howell. 
Um, the thing about Sam Howell is if you trade for him, you know, what do you trade for him? Some people are saying like a fourth round pick for Howell. Do you want to do that for a guy, you know, 21 touchdowns, 21 picks? Like he's a guy who kind of want, you want him to have that red shirt type of year as well. Um, he's not a guy who I'm going to be confident in coming into the Jets and say winning a game if Rodgers is injured for a game or two. I'm not confident in Sam Howell. Um, so at that point, do you trade for Sam Howell inside Tyrod? Like, is that overkill? Probably um, at that point. So I would say, you know, let's say we're going to Tyrod, a Gardner Minshew, um, and then just draft a guy in the fifth, sixth round, if at all, if at all. Uh, but the Howell thing, I'm not really for it just because that as an answer in its in in itself is not enough for me. Sam Howell's the backup. I'm like, okay, shit. Well, who's our back? Who's our real backup quarterback? Like, it's not. He, he hasn't proven enough for me to be confident in him coming in and not losing the Jets a game. Uh, he looked like ass versus the Jets, and obviously, many quarterbacks do. They're you know they're they're pretty damn good defense, but still, I'm not I'm not a uh, Sam Howell guy for the Jets. Um. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Eagle Fang says Jets. Uh, do, I don't know why Jets X factor, but do the Jets target a running back through free agency or in the draft? I feel like, yeah, yeah, Eagle, we've talked about this. I know you're here. Um, the Jets have two running backs on the roster right now, too. Uh, watching the film back, I, I still kind of wish the Jets had Michael Carter. Like, I still like some of how he moves and stuff. And even Zonovan Knight, like, he's he's a fine player. They don't have any of those guys anymore, obviously, because Dalvin Cook. Um, so the Jets only have two running backs on the roster. They need they need two other guys. Um now, whether it be a AJ Dillon, you know, obviously the Jets kind of need, need that like bruiser type of back um, for short yard situations. I think Dillon can fill that well. Do you want to get a little bit more versatile with a guy like Gibson? Do you want to take a shot on a guy like J.K. Dobbins off a, off a tear? You know, how much does he cost? Do you want it to be a DeAndre Swift? Do you want it to be Singletary or Moss? You know, I think guys like Swift and maybe even like Dobbins, maybe, maybe they price themselves out for the Jets, but a Singletary, a Moss, a Gibson, a Dillon as your two. Take it. Like I'm I'm okay with that. And then Izzy has your three. And then I am of the mindset of drafting a running back every year just because so many of them work out the fifth, sixth, seventh round, or at least a higher chance of them working out versus other positions. Draft the guy in the sixth round to be your, your running back four. You know, like that's that's how I'm approaching it. So I think the Jets should get um both a running back in the draft and in free agency. Again, I'm not no Austin Eckler bullshit, you know, Derek Henry. We allocation of resources that's just stupid we're not we're not building our team around running backs um but you need somebody who's a two uh izzy did not prove enough last year last year for me uh to say that he's number two right now number three okay fine um and then pass that get that guy in the draft you know because so many of them hit later later on <clears throat> uh dano says reed can take 11 million average or he could be replaced with someone six two so we can have the lengthiest qb tandem uh, you still want reed like reed's a good locker room guy um, you don't really hear a lot of noise from him. And he's a good player. Like we don't obviously. I'm, I'm sure you don't mean like we don't need a guy who's six two. Uh, that's that's, uh, with corners, you definitely like you want size. You definitely want size as as a corner, but then you don't necessarily move as well. You know. So, uh, what's up, Joe? What's up to, to Wild? As I hear my baby screaming in the background, I feel bad. Um, what's up to Wild Wave? Uh, Wild. Uh, he says he said he had conversations with the GM. Regardless, it's a one thing to have a conversation with a player, but a GM, that's tampering right there. Yeah, they have to prove it. And I, I, he did say that they they had a conversation, but you have to. You, I think you still have to probably prove it. Like you have to have like tangible evidence because he could say, "Oh yeah, we have a conversation," and really the conversation was him walking by, you know, uh, the Chiefs GM and saying, "Hey man, come get me." You know, I really don't want to be with the Jets and 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 the GM just kind of says like, "Hey, what's up? What's up, McColl?" And like daps him up. 
Like, is that a conversation? You know, is that what McColl? And he, and he seems to be, again, not a reliable source. He doesn't seem like the most reliable guy in the world. So could he be fabricating the story because he wants to make himself, like, feel more important? You know what I'm saying? Like, he was a scrap heap guy. Does, does him saying, like, oh, yeah, come get me, and then she's coming to get him, make him feel, like, more self-importance. You kind of know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't really know if he actually said anything. I'm hoping he did because fuck the Chiefs at this point. You know, fuck Harbin, fuck all whatever. Take a sixth-round pick from him. Or, hey – you know, the Jets trade their seventh round pick for the Chiefs sixth round pick and they move up 20 spots and that squashes the beef. Like, you know, I think something like that's happened in the past, actually, between teams where like they, they traded picks because someone was like tampering or about to get filed tampering charges and they didn't. I think that happened. So, hey. Oh, my poor little picky. Yeah. What a bitch. <clears throat> Relative. People are like, oh, my whole Harmon could beat your ass. It's like, okay. Yeah. He's, I don't know, 190 pounds. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, John Hassel said, what happened to talking football, not storylines? I listen, I, I listen probably anyway, but free agency draft F week, man. <laughs> yeah, it, dude, listen, um, one, this is, this is, the, I think, I think the, the thing does say film, not storylines. The thing is like, you got to just talk about what's going on. Um, and then we'll obviously get more into the film, right? Like we started with talking about some of the film of, 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 of other guys I've, I've watched and we'll go through a lot of it, um, in a little bit. And then I will show you some of the plays that I put up of, of quarter warm because I'm not trying to mislead anybody. Like I don't just say anything to say anything. There's no point of me saying this guy sucks. Um, if anything, going out there and putting up highlight film is a way to get more subscriber because people tend to flock to positivity or negativity really. But like with players, it's, it's positivity, negativity sells in like, you know, chat rooms and uh, ESPN and all that shit. But um, it doesn't really do me well to go out there and criticize a player, especially when you're arguing with a former NFL lineman. Um, but I have a lot of evidence that he really sucked last year, you know? So I put it out there. You guys be the judge. I'm going to scroll through my Twitter a little bit and I'll just point out where he is in each play. You know, it'll take five minutes and you guys just watch five minutes of, of your own. And then when somebody says, Hey, you know, quarter Warren should be the starting tackle next year to make bro. I don't know, man. I've watched 36 plays of that guy. <laughs> like it was bad. Um, and 36 plays, it's like, oh, is that is that a lot? It's, you know, when you only play three or four games, I think somebody worked it out to be like 10% of his reps were really, really bad. 10% of your reps, uh, it's, it's quite a lot. So, uh, oh, hold on. I only did that twice, so I can sip, take a sip of my coffee. Um, Oh, no skills says missed a few shows, but had to come, uh, come and check. If you jumped on the trend to do these shirtless, to do these shirtless podcasts and maybe, Hey, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe if we beat the bills, we'll do, we'll do a shirtless podcast. Uh, congrats on the baby. Yeah. I appreciate no skills. Um, as he is actively screaming his head off in the background, you guys can't hear it, but I can, I can hear it from downstairs to upstairs. So, uh, my wife is not only trying to eat, uh, pump, feed the baby, and do something else all at the same time right now while I am talking to you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I got to do it though. You know, I, I can't just stop, but I appreciate you know skills. I do. Um, okay. Let's see where I am. Dana was talking some shit. I just scrolled past that. I'll get, to, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, 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 okay. Am I still, am I really 20 minutes? Behind? Oh shit. I'm like 30 minutes behind the chat. You should talk more shit. <clears throat> uh, bro quit on his team and he lost a job we still granted his trade hey that's a good point too while the way that's what i want to talk about again you, you kind of you're talking live so you kind of forget some talking points you want to get to but like the guy comes to the jets doesn't work out and then they trade him back to the team 
that that he like wanted to go back to. And maybe other teams wouldn't have taken him, but they they granted his wish. Like he wasn't happy, he got traded. Same thing with Amos, who comes out after uh after kind of all the stuff is going on and, and he comes out there and says what did he say like there's a reason like you see why there's there's reasons why bad franchises are always bad um and good franchises are always good it's like dude you, and regardless of what anybody says he sucked with the packers the last couple of years the jets sign you you don't really play a lot because you're not really good and you can't beat out whitehead you can't beat out a udfa uh from two years ago and tony adams you don't play a lot you request a trade or the, I think the Jets granted him permission to seek a trade. So I'm assuming he asked for a trade and then they trade you to the Texans and you go there and you don't do shit. It's like they, they did well by you to trade you to the Texan Texans like, or, or, or no, I don't think they traded him. I'm sorry. They released him and he signed with the Texans. Right. I think, I think they granted his release. I'm pretty sure I'm like 95% sure on that one. Um, but they didn't do it. They didn't do bad by Adrian Amos, and he's coming in and talking shit too. Like, what is, what is with these 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 people? Like, it's I, I don't know. Um, but moving on from that, uh, honestly, I no longer have any energy left for McCole. Thanks, Harmon, because you had the last laugh and you just handled. Uh, yeah, I just I just want to see him get suspended or or not signed. Like that's 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 the cherry on top. Um, Mega Vegan says, will you be ranking the the top O line draft picks? Are talking about like the the uh well one I have I I think I I have in recent weeks um if you're talking about like the top guys right now Mega Beacon I'll I'll just I can say I can tell you right now in terms of like will I be ranking them um Joe Alt is my number one uh with that being said I do not think Joe Alt is some slam dunk Penny Sewell whoever else prospect were Sean maybe not even Slater, but like, I don't think he's some absolute stud prospect um, who you should necessarily trade up for. Um, like if, if the jets had a, like a chance to trade up to five or six right now, if you told me, Hey, if you say yes right now, they'll trade up to five for Joe Alt without knowing conversation. I would say no. Like, I don't, I don't think that he is good enough to trade up for. I have some questions about his balance. I have some questions about his power versus NFL power. Um, his, his technique in terms of getting into his anchor is, is pretty damn poor. And there's a lot of him using his length, but not necessarily properly. Um, now using length when you're going to engage a guy is great, but once you engage a guy, you don't want to keep them at a distance when you're, when you're at a distance, like you try to lift anything heavy. Like if you're, if you're holding a hundred pound, a hundred pound dumbbell, are you gonna be able to hold it out longer like this or, or, or close to your, to your chest? Like you're a lot stronger, closer to your chest. So once you engage a guy, like you, you, you want to get that, they call it like it's, 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 you want, you want to latch, you basically just want to turn your thumbs outward and that kind of activates like the, the, your back muscles. And then you want to get under a guy and you want to, you want to pull him into you and lift. You don't want to push, push first lift, completely different ball game. He does a lot of push, but you want to get that quarter turn. You want to get that latch. I'm going to roll power up and through the ground, up through your hips and then kind of basically, for lack of a better term, get tip to tip and just lift him. Uh, Joe Alt, there's a lot of extension and and kind of just getting guided by guys. Um, so I don't think Alt is some slam dunk prospect. Uh, I could see Alt busting. Uh, again, holy shit, Joe Alt, no way. He's elite based on the five minutes we watched on YouTube. I'm not saying you guys. I'm saying general public. Um, there's a chance he bust. 100% there's a chance he bust. Uh, with that being said... He's still my one. Uh, he's just not a guy who I want to trade up for. I don't think there's a difference, that much of a difference between him and the other three guys where I think it's enough to trade up. Um, Latham's my two, uh, pretty comfortably my two, actually, which, again, 
Oh my God, Latham's your two because one play versus one play versus Michigan. Joe RB31 on Twitter, go. I broke down the Michigan game. He actually had a lot of good plays in that game. And even on the play that he got blown up on, I think it was power. And typically with power, like you got you, so you have the guard vacating. He's a tackle to the to the to the right of the guard. So you, what a lot of teams will do um, is that now that tackle will step down on the offensive line. So we'll shuffle inside just to cover that gap because you don't want a guy shooting directly. Like let's let's say the pulling guard just for just for sake of making it simple has a defensive tackle right over him. If he if he pulls and that D tackle shoots right away, the play is completely fucked if nobody accounts for that for that gap being there for that second. So you typically have the center and the tackle who kind of meet in the middle and will cover that ground. So he was working laterally um, to cover that ground while a guy was running full speed at him. And he got blown up a little bit where he got pushed back a yard or two. And then, and then it was like part of allowing, you know, the, the, the tackle for loss. But like people equated that one play to him sucking and in conjunction with him being bigger. So now he's Beckton. You know, like that's why people hate him. But his film is the second best in my, in my opinion. Like like pretty comfortably uh, to me, he's he's number two. Um, I've said it before. I like, I like Fuwaga more as an individual prospect than Fushanu, but I have more faith in Fushanu at tackle than I do with Fuwaga at, at tackle. Um, again, Fushanu, he got a lot of hype last year. Um, and then, you know, he came into this year and apparently he didn't really develop a lot. And if anything, a little, regressed a little bit. I think he's really clean and press, uh, pass pro for the most part, but still I do have some questions versus NFL power in terms of him getting bull rush and just in terms of like his hands are strong. And when he latches you, you're not really going anywhere. And he's a good anchor, um, but he catches guys more than he like dictates the block and like has has popped to his punch um, at times. And there are there were times in you know at the collegiate level where some nobody would bull rush him and get him kind of on the quarterback's toes because of his technique. Um, and then also something with a lot of top prospects, something you want to look out for, at least that I specifically want to look out for, is um, guys. You want to see them dominate lesser competition, right? So like. Who they play? It was like Rutgers. <clears throat> Rutgers. I, I think I think it was Rutgers. I was trying that game. Like I want to see him shit on these guys. Like shit on them. And I didn't really feel that way. I was kind of like, eh, he's just he's kind of just there. Like I don't I don't really like he didn't really like not not obviously I, he he stood out because I watched him every single play, but he was not dominant. He was not dominant. And then on top of all that, to me, Fashanu definitely lacks nasty, like any nasty at all. Um, and I don't like that in offensive linemen. Um, that's, I'm not a big fan of guys who are going to help you up instead of burying your fucking face into the ground, like bury their face. Um, uh, Fuaga does that. Um, and Latham is, is absolutely nasty. Like he needs to chill actually a little bit Latham, but, uh, yeah, Latham two, Fashanu, Fashanu three, Fuaga four. But if I could be, you know, if you give me some, some, uh, some flexibility here, I would really say like Latham one, uh, or sorry, um, uh, alt one Latham two, Alt or uh, um, Fashanu and Fuaga, like 3A, 3B. Like, I, I really don't care either one of those guys. I just have a little bit more faith in in Fashanu as a tackle. Um, Fuaga, his movement, his movement skills worry me a, a, a little bit. Um, he's like good at like rebalancing himself, but I don't love his lateral movement. I don't love his like short air or not his short air explosion. It's, it's not a short air explosion, he has good as short air explosion. I don't think his change of direction. Is necessarily the the best um, low hand carriage on the outside hand. You know his punch. It just I like him, but he might be a great guard, not a, not a great tackle. Uh, so, but yeah, those are my guys. Uh, oh, hold on, let's see. Thank you, super super chat. Just 
couple cents of people so I could so I could sip my coffee. Um, Daniel Murphy, would you be happy with Latham at 10, basically? Yes, 100%. If I could sign the dot line at this very moment for Latham at 10, I'm doing it. Right? Simple way to answer that question, 100%. Um, he's my, you know, because we're expecting the Jets to sign a receiver, right? So we're not really considering one of the wide receivers. Um, I think Odunze has gotten largely overrated. Um, I like Odunze. He has some of the most ridiculous body control, contested catchability, catching technique you'll see. Like, it's just absurd. It, he's just deep down the field with the guy who's right on his hip and the ball's up there. And you you literally just assume it's, it's he's going to catch it. Like, it's it's legitimately not 50-50. And I think it's overused. Like, oh, it's 60-40, whatever. It's like 75-25 with him. Just throw it up to him and he and he will catch it. It's ridiculous. But with that being said, you can't just rely on the NFL. Um, I would say that the most common trait or the most common thing that like people are – are uh are kind of like not misled on i don't typically receivers who don't get separation in college and just are contested catch guys are the guy are the receivers or the who are the type of receivers who bust so uh for the people who are like i don't know who said it out there they're like oh I think DJ or Daniel Jeremiah has Odunze above neighbors. And some people are saying that, that Odunze could be competing with Marvin Harrison for top receiver and all that shit. I do not, not that I don't buy it because I, I don't have to be sold anything. Cause I watch myself. Um, he would be below Garrett Wilson. He would be below Drake London uh, in, in that draft for me. So I like him, um, but I wouldn't be thrilled with him at 10. Like let's say the jets, all things being equal have, um, you know, both a need at tackle and at receiver. And you're telling me at 10 Latham or Odunze, I'm taking Latham over Odunze. Uh, I do, I do think he's a little bit overrated at this point. Uh, now let's say they do get Charles Leno and they get, you know, uh, whoever else at tackle and then Odunze is there. Okay. I'm willing to take Odunze, but I don't love Odunze. Um, so past that neighbors is not going to be there. And if he is there, you might, you probably got to take him because neighbors neighbors is a baller. I know I talk a lot negative a lot about a lot of guys. Um, I would say neighbors and Latham are guys I'm higher on than the consensus. Neighbors is he's freaking good. Um, so uh, I, I severely doubt he's going to be there. And then past that, you have the tackles. Alt is most likely going to be gone. So you're kind of talking about potentially a group or partial group of you know Latham, Fuaga, Fushanu, Bowers, Odunze. There, give me Latham. Give me Latham. <clears throat> uh, nope. <laughs> I appreciate you, Dan, Daniel Murphy. Um. Okay. He says, "Why was Rick Ross this?" <laughs> Dude, that's that is great. It's like uh, there's a lot of jokes about like, Rick Ross is the only guy who can like flex his man titties like that. But yeah, it's just, it's definitely not the best look to be calling out guys who only want like the fame of the NFL while doing a shirtless podcast. Especially when you're like just fat, and and obviously he's a great athlete and all that stuff, and you know there's a lot a lot of guys who can move like he does at that at that weight, but you know his heart's his heart is paying for it at this at this at this rate. Like, is he gonna live until he's you know 80 years old? I don't, I don't know, probably not. His heart is uh, screaming for help right now, but yeah, Rick Ross doesn't. <laughs> that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, let me let me find where I'm in the chat. <clears throat> but yes, I am always 20 minutes behind because I try to answer literally every single chat. I feel bad if I don't. Super chats go first, but I feel bad not answering people. Uh, okay, Mega Vegan, I was there. Or just buzz that you're rambling. 
Kyle Smith is missed. Kyle Smith is missed. I miss Kyle. Like I said, moment of silence, Kyle. Uh, I told him today, I, I think I texted him today or yesterday, that I'm just going to send him StreamYard links every single week, and then eventually he's just going to pop in the StreamYard, and we'll have Kyle back. Uh, I've been so busy. I I, I want to catch up with Kyle and see exactly what's going on. Maybe he does come back eventually. We'll, we'll see. <clears throat> uh, or just say at the bottom of the chat or whatever you miss, you miss. We don't expect the host to read everything. Half my stuff I don't read. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, okay, we'll, we'll get down. Hawk says, Joe B, one thing I noticed when going back and watching all 22s from last season, maybe you picked up this up as well. Wes Schweitzer is bad. He gets put on his ass and commits a penalty. Yeah, he's not good. He's not good. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say he's good. Uh, everyone pencils him in as guard depth, but I think we should be looking to upgrade thoughts. Yeah, I, I would prefer that. I actually like Tristan Cologne more than Schweitzer. It was really confusing to me that Schweitzer got a two-year, five, $5.5 million deal, considering that he's not the best out there. And then you have McGovern, and people will talk shit about McGovern. You know, go ahead, do your thing. But McGovern is at least like, at the bare minimum, he's a, he's a below average center, but at least like a capable starter. He gets... 1.2 million, 1.56, whatever the hell it is. And Schweitzer's getting like two and a half million dollars a year. Like it just does not make sense to me. Some some contracts just don't make sense. It, it, they really don't. The fact that Uzama got more than Conklin in, in, in free agency is something I'll always go back to. It's something that just does not make sense. In no world, literally no world, I don't care. Or, nobody can argue it that Minnesota Vikings Conklin is not as good of a player as CJ Uzama with the Bengals. There's, there's just not an argument. How does he get more money? Locker room stuff? I don't, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, let's see. <laughs> no, it's okay. I know. I'm, I'm always behind the chat. Lumer attack will be good. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Again, I, I'll, I'll go back and watch all these guys and we'll see. Har, uh, Harlan's out. I'll see you, Harlan. Hopefully you come back. Um, consistently terrible. I don't know what that means. Uh, you've had to carry his full salary on the books until June 1st. They probably wanted the money. Yeah, but you could. Okay. So you have to carry the salary until June 1st and then you clear that $5 million. Like it's, you can't account for that $5 million until after June 1st, but then why, why is it a designated post June 1st? Like, isn't that the point of the, I think it's two designated, po, uh, two designated, po, uh, Jesus, the teams get two designated post June 1st cuts. So isn't that the point of the designation is that you're going to do it. So give me the money now. Like, isn't that the point of it? Or do you, or is, is that $5 million in limbo? Again, I'm not a contract guy, but that doesn't make, that would make sense. Right. Then why have it? Uh, simple. It says, how about George fans again? I like him for depth at the very worst, but him and ABT at tackle and tip at center. Um, yeah. So fan fan is, I, I think fans. Okay. Um, you know, obviously there was injury stuff and him moving back, you know, from left tackle to right tackle and didn't seem to go well with that. Um, I liked, I liked Fant coming out of the Seattle, actually. A lot of people were criticizing that sign. Like, listen, he got better every single year and his last year was actually pretty solid. Um, I think he could be almost like a Morgan Moses type of player for us. Um, and they were both, you know, they were both, they were, they were both here, right? At the same time. But he's like a below average tackle, but somebody who is like passable. Like, I, I'm completely fine with that. Um, as, as depth, I think he probably looks for a starting job, so I don't think you're going to get him as depth. I think he's more of a guy. Like, let's say you land 
let's again unwenu is an easy guy or whoever let's just say yeah let's just, let's just say unwenu at left tackle and you sign fant at right tackle fant's a guy who's like a placeholder but he's not necessarily going to prohibit you from drafting a tackle right like if you were to sign jonah williams and tyron smith you're probably not going to draft a tackle you sign fant for five six million dollars a year and then you draft latham at at 10 okay then fant's going to be an expensive backup which is completely fine because we need we need a, a legitimate swing tackle because again carter warren Max Mitchell are absolutely not it. So um, I am completely fine with signing him. Now, in terms of the whole ABT thing, again, I'm pretty steadfast on ABT. Is a good ta- he's a good tackle. He can be an all-pro guard. Um, I do not want to force him out of, out of his best position, in my opinion, because of the Jets' incompetency. Get a tackle. Let the guy play his best spot. The way you maximize AVT over his lifetime with the Jets, which is hopefully five, six, seven years because he balls out and doesn't get injured, is him playing all-pro level at guard. Get tackle so he could play there. Let's not force him to play tackle because he's not as good there. I don't give a shit what the numbers say. The film, I think, speaks for itself that he's not as good there. He's not as comfortable out there. Um, so keep him at guard. That, that, that's my hope. Sign a sign a guy, draft a tackle. Um, even if you can't get a fan, like Kelvin Beecham might be out there. I know people are like, oh my God, Kelvin, you know, he, he's, he's a guy who's, again, a below average type of tackle, but as a swing tackle, great. Give me Kelvin Beecham. And then, and then again, draft the Latham Fuaga, whoever it may be. But I don't, I really do not want to move um, ABT out to tackle legitimately just because of incompetency of the tackle position and how they've addressed it the last two years. So, uh, Joby, they need cash now. If they, if they cut him post June 1st, the money is not available until June 2nd. But then why is the designation available to, I, so like some people will probably explain to me in the chat a little bit later, but, um, Think West Schweitzer and or McGovern will be back. Well, West Schweitzer's under contract, so he's officially on the team right now. I would, if if your backup into your now you're obviously going to have to get more than just one guy, but starting off with McGovern for like a two million dollar contract as your backup tackle slash if shit if we can't get another interior offensive lineman, you know he could be your center while 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 Tippman is your is your right guard. Okay, I'm I'm it's not I obviously you know plan plan A there. You know McGovern playing for, or starting for you. It's it's more so. He's a contingency plan. You know, if shit doesn't, if shit hits the fan, um, I would love him as a backup. I would be disappointed with him as a starter, but it's not, it's not Wesley Johnson. It's not Jonathan Harrison. That's for sure. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would like McGovern back. I, I really would. <clears throat> I believe if they had cut Lincoln Thompson potion first, they would have had access to the money. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's something like that. Uh, Orlando says, touching on the Lincoln Tomlinson contract situation, to my understanding, it may be because, a designation posting first cut. The savings won't be available until. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I prefer A's and B's myself. No C cups for you. A's and B's really A's. All right. No, hey, everybody, everybody has, you know, is what it is. Joey. Okay. There's just, I'm trying to run through. I think Dom C is actually in our channel this week. Uh, I think Rivka, if you guys know Rivka from Jet X Factor, she does a ton of articles for us. I think she's done some podcasts as well. I don't know if she's recorded her own yet, but I've, I know she's jumped on some podcasts with other people. Uh, I believe, I don't want to, you know, no, I'm pretty sure she's having Dom on this Sunday. So I think her and Dom are going to chop it up. Uh, 31 for Mike Piazza. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Isn't Zach 11 million next season? Yeah, so I believe he's 10 or 11 million dollars, but if they trade him, they save like four or five, four or five. So. Uh, Christian says, is there a chance that Corey Davis comes back? Yeah, this was circulating. And I don't know exactly like what the, what the, like the main crux of it was, or like what the actual substance of it was, but there were some people maybe 
kind of throwing it out there that maybe he does return to the Jets. I think I think there's something about like him being in the gym and like staying like on Instagram and staying ready or you know whatever. Like he's still in shape. Now let's just let's just delve into the role where Corey Davis does come back. You know whatever the contract. I I don't know how the contract will work out and all that stuff. His role. Like, like, where do you place him? I think he's a receiver three. Like, if Corey Davis were to come back, again, not ideal. Do I want Curtis Samuel or Taj or, or Tyler Boyd as my receiver three in an ideal world? Yeah. Like, I would like to sign Mike Evans and, and Taj Boyd. Or, I mean, uh, Tyler Boyd, not Taj Boyd. Realistically, probably doesn't happen. Again, allocation of resources. So, uh, getting a guy like Corey Davis back, who, in my opinion, is a lower tier three or a really good, th- or, or, or sorry, a lower tier two or a really good three, at least when he was playing, um, I'm okay with that. You know, a year off, okay, is he rusty? Yeah, fine. But if Corey Davis is the Corey Davis that he was with the Jets, he's a good three. And I know people are, oh, his hands and all this shit. Yeah, he dropped some balls. He did. Um, I also thought his his drop problems got overemphasized by the fact that, you know, Zach Wilson only got the ball down the, f- the 15 yards down the field every once in a while. So when, it, when he did drop it, it almost like overemphasized it because we never threw the ball past the sticks or 15 yards down the field. Um, but Corey Davis is 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 a solid receiver three for sure. Um, at this point, maybe even just a decent three. But I'll, I would take Corey Davis. Like if your receiving core next year was, I'm, I, I kind of I'm like hoping for Ridley. Um, obviously, like Evans and stuff is great. We'll we'll see what happens with Evans. Uh, he didn't get tagged, but. With that being said, uh, I think they just cut Shaq Barrett, and and there was some rumors out of there that they want to keep Levante David and Mike Evans, so maybe he's not available. But, um, you know, so probably not him, but maybe a Ridley. I know the Jets were interested a couple of years ago before the gambling stuff happened, but if your receiving core next year is Garrett Wilson, Calvin Ridley, Corey Davis, Lazard, Gibson as your five or your six, and then you get a receiver in the fourth, fifth round. Actually, do they have a fifth? They don't have like a, a a second and like a fifth or something like that, right? They have like two fourths, whatever it is, um, which I think I might stream during one of the rounds of the draft, not not the first round, but uh, yeah, I, I would be completely I would be completely cool with Corey Davis coming back and being the three next year. Like if it if it was again Garrett Wilson, Ridley, Corey Davis, Lazard, Gibson, rookie, I would sign the dotted line for that right now. I would for sure. I think I think most of us would, right? And I think that's more so because of probably Calvin Ridley at two than it was just Corey Davis at three, but realistically. Can I put that in the chat? Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that because I think I think that's actually a genuinely good question that I'm not sure how you guys will respond to. I'm gonna put in the chat. I have to oh I have to switch channels on my phone. You switched. I I I suck with technology. Okay, there we go. Nine thousand subscribers on a dot. Did somebody leave? People had to have left. Okay, let's see. Uh, blue it splits. Let's go to the YouTube right now. Here we. Oh, never mind. Jets X Factor, we're live. Okay, there I am. I see myself on the screen. I want to ask you guys a poll question. How the fuck do you do that? Nope, Super Chats, chat. Can you not do it from your phone? Oh, that sucks. Hold on. Hold on, people. We're doing this live. I'm going to ask you guys a question, and it's going to be, uh, would you sign the dotted line for Corey Davis to be your receiver three right now, not knowing any other information about the offseason? Corey Davis, receiver three, yes or no? That's what I'm going to ask. And then we shall see. What do you guys say? Uh, not the best. <laughs> not the best doing this live, but it it it, it is what it is. Uh, okay, Jets X Factor. Live, here we are. Okay. Here goes into the chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
this 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 is where it's nice to like have a a, a co-host to, to throw it off of. So I'm not just talking like this, but Corey Davis, wide receiver three, question mark. Yes, no. Start the poll. I'm genuinely curious because I would say yes. If, if it's me, I'm, I'm a yes. <clears throat> Larry says I don't see Ham, uh, Sam Howell. Cheap backup for them. Yeah, we'll see. New 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 uh, new regime, all that. Do they want him there? Do they do they want to develop him? Never know. CD for receiver three or four. Yeah. Joe Blue, what's up, Joe? <laughs> love you. Love you too, Joe. A lot, of, a lot of Joes in here. Joe getting more famous by the day. Quote tweets from Sauce, JJ, and Damian Woody getting his feelings hurt because you said Warren sucks. You know what's funny too about that? And then you have Ledger Deucible because they're both uh, they're both Warren guys, which actually that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to get into the Carter Warren stuff. But you have um, Ledger Deucible who then comes in and he quote tweets like two of the 36 plays. He's like, the first play he quote tweets, he's like, oh, bad, bad clip. Um, now, now he can't get beat that quick inside, but this, the line was sliding to the left. And I want to comment back, be like, one, you said it was a bad play, but then you also self-admittedly said that he cannot get beat that quickly to the, to the inside. But then also on that play, you have Lake and Tomlinson. They're, they're in a slide to the left, hundred percent in a slide to the left. You have Lake and Tomlinson with a, with a four tech to his left. And then the, the five tech outside of quarter Warren. So you don't, as, as a, as a, as a left tackle with both a four tech and a outside technique with a slide to the left, you're going to assume that the left guard is occupied by the four tech defensive tackle. You don't just assume where the, where the four tech go. He's most likely getting blocked by Lake and Tomlinson. So in or Lake and Tomlinson. So in that spot, you'd want to play more inside out. So him jumping outside is even worse in that situation. So yeah, it's in the slide to the left, but the slide to the left with a, with a five tech and a four tech. So Tomlinson's occupied. So that was a bullshit response. I'm sorry. That was just not. That's just not correct. I'm, I, I, I would actually argue that with him. I just didn't not get into all that shit. And then like one other play, which I was wrong about, was a screenplay. But then he left the other 34 plays alone. alone. Didn't get any likes. Didn't get any comments on it. Lead reducible coming after me. Didn't prove anything. <laughs> but uh, that's what I want to do right now. Actually, let's go to Twitter. Just because that, that kind of got brought up naturally, or however it got brought up exactly. Uh, Streamyard. Let's see. Preset, share screen, Twitter. Okay, now you guys can see my Twitter. Uh, where was this? Hmm. Okay, let's let's go back to those tweets. Yeah, Jermaine, that's the Jermaine Johnson one. There we go, Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, quote tweet your boy, Jermaine. Appreciate that. Thank you. And then here we go. Um, okay, so... Damien, what he said, I'll say it again. A quarter Warren has to factor into Jets plans at offensive line. You don't, you have to develop guys like him. Tools are there. And I just said, if he's the starter in 2024, the Jets have failed miserably. Um, I'm going to attach some plays that will really convince you, right? So this is all we're doing. Left tackle. He's left tackle here. Okay. Again, all these are not sacks. It's getting beat. Left tackle. Okay, left tackle. Left tackle. Left tackle. <laughs> and people, and, and by the way, people commented on this too. Like, oh, trust. I'll, I'll break this down the actual film review. If you're if you're gonna combo to the backer, you want you want to hold that backer and actually get actually get a hat on him and, and hold him inside. Just getting slight contact for half a second is not a good block. Oh, he got in his way. It's a good block. Bullshit. Don't give me that. Left tackle, right here. Okay. Left tackle right here. Okay. 
Left tackle. <laughs> Left tackle. Right tackle. Completely with right tackle. Completely with right tackle. Stood up, shed. Right tackle. Just absolutely shit whipped. It looked like little to no effort there. Right tackle. Completely bold. Thank God the guard was there. Right tackle. Yeah, yes, he makes an undercut. That guy doesn't get there, but still not a good block, right? Okay, yes, he got in his way for half a second. Cool. Right tackle. Completely whiff. Right tackle. Hit allowed. I don't know what this one is. Right tackle, probably. Can't, can't did hold that block for half a second. This is a, another right tackle, I guess. Another right tackle. Completely blows his assignment. And right tackle again, right here. Okay, here we go. Right tackle. I'm not trying to talk. I'm just there's just evidence out there. Like there's no reason to. I'm not gonna like, yeah, Carter Warren's great to get more likes. Right tackle. Right tackle. Just nothing. Just nothing. Doing nothing. Right tackle. We're almost done. Stood up. Okay. Right tackle. Here's the proof of point. Hit. Right tackle. Just look at the explosion off the line here. Like, look at the effort here. Either he's hurt or he does not care there because that was terrible. Right tackle. Shit whipped. Right tackle. Okay. Is there more? I don't think so. Oh, right tackle again. Sorry. Lawrence Guy, slow as hell. Cut him off. Right tackle again. Right tackle three times in a row. Can't cut the guy off. Zone, backside. Again, regards to the run doesn't matter. Right tackle again. Stood up on a combo. Right tackle again. Stood up. Shed. Tackle. We're almost done. Couple more. Right tackle. Completely whiff. Second level. And right tackle. Completely whiff. Okay. Let's, yep. Hey. Damian Woody, though. And I'm not, again, I don't think he said like, hey, let's let him be the starter, but like just crazy. A little, little crazy to me that the, the Carter Warren hype uh, by the former former Jet players. <clears throat> Keep going. Uh, Joe says, my offensive line left to right, Cam Robinson, Tittman, Cushenberry, Hunt, A.B. Oh, dude, sign me up, Joe. Now, do they have all that money? The thing with Cam Robinson, we got I would want to watch because he was the starter there, right? Like two years ago, it was him and J... Uh, Jawan Taylor, and now they're both not starting. So, like, why is he an expensive swing tackle? Like, what happened? If he was so good, he probably wouldn't be cut or get be getting traded because the Jaguars have a you know franchise quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. Why are they didn't rid of Cab Robinson? So a little bit sketchy there, but still good enough, right? Like, I would take that, especially considering that you have uh oh well, actually, I don't, the only thing I disagree with you about is ABT at tackle. Let's let's make this Cam Robinson, uh, AVT at left guard, Cushenberry at center, Hunt. I think center probably. That's, that's a lot of money. This is a very highly priced offensive line to be completely transparent. So let's go Cam Robinson, AVT, Cushenberry, AV. Or no, Jesus. Cam Robinson, AVT, Cushenberry, Tipman, George Fant. Let's be realistic. Like I'll I'll, I'll I'll do that right now. I would do that. 
All love, Joe. Death, no disrespect. Uh, oh. Come on, you haven't been here? Is that why? No disrespect. Yeah, of course. Do we trust Keith Carter to develop an offensive line? No. <laughs> How would you compare? Uh, it's the, that's they're completely different. Like compl- size wise, yeah, they're both tall and stuff, but you have a more prototypical like pass blocker with with alt good technique wise. Becton a little bit more raw, not as refined. Powerhouse alt also lacks some nasty for me as well. But in terms of prospects, they're pretty much completely different. You know, you you have alt who's the technically sound guy who's better in the pass game in my opinion. Uh, versus Becton, who is better in the run game. Not a lot of pass sets, but an absolute monster, you know? So, um, Cam Robinson. Yeah, I, again, I'll have to watch, but uh, JD. And talking about his, like, talking about his press conference a little bit, like, I know JD said he seemed, like, pretty, he seemed pretty upset or whatever, but him talking about the culture and the culture is still good and all this stuff, um, the one thing you do want to see him come out and say is, like, hey, we kind of like we suck. We're not standing for this bullshit anymore. We're going to be better, and the fans and the players deserve better. Like I, I, I do. I would like to hear the Jets kind of take accountability for how shitty of a few years it's been, instead of just brushing everything off and saying it's fine. Like at a certain point, you got to be like, hey, you know, in my opinion, like good leaders, you'd be like, hey, this fucking sucks. Like you got to say that sometimes. Like we're going to change it, not just it's okay, you know, making excuses because they are kings of excuse making. Which what when you're making excuses from the top. What does it allow your players to do? Make excuses. Like enough with the excuse bullshit. We haven't had a winning season since 2015, right? 2015. You've been here for three, four or five years. You haven't had a winning season. Cut the shit. You know, cut the shit. Um, question if a uh, top, no, no, Sean, no. What's the point? Like half, half in on the, we're either going for it or we're not. That's, that's not going for it. Um, I don't understand how Latham is shooting up the draft boards. Mel even had him going to the Chargers. That mission game was wild wave. I literally, I literally, I don't know if you're doing this on purpose. I literally just said that. I just said this. Fuck. Hold on. Here we go. Twitter. We're going back to Twitter. Wild wave for you. And I like wild wave, but you, you, come on, come on, wild wave. We just talked about this. Share screen. And I'm not, and again, I am not even going to, cause I actually break down the plays like a tiniest bit on Twitter. Um, but this is specifically, what the hell? Um, this is specifically part on the Michigan game. So I did. Yes. Latham had a bad play at the end and even another one or two, but, but it was a good game overall, which I actually started the parentheses. Um, uh, basing a game on one play is a mistake and perfectly highlights the shallowness of most evaluations. Again, sorry, Sean, but you, or whoever just did that, but you're, you kind of you kind of did it to yourself here. Latham right tackle. Latham right tackle. Latham right tackle. Fake punch, circle punch, hell of a job there. Right tackle. Right tackle. Torque that got to the ground. Right tackle right here. Snatch and trap to the ground. Right tackle. Shit whips a guy inside. Huge run lane for a touch or for, for a big gain. That's the bad game everybody's talking about because of one play. We, we can't do that. We cannot, we cannot do that. Do not continue that narrative. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's, it's silly. It's a silly narrative. Oh, wow. 77%, 74% of you guys said yes for the Corey Davis stuff. Interesting. Um, 
Okay. Uh, Matt L says, which tackle would you be fine with starting for agency or draft? We have to go through like a long list of, of guys, Blake. Fans, uh, Unwenu, even though it maybe doesn't fit. I think, I think somebody brought that up, maybe in the, like our Slack or whatever. Unwenu comes from the Patriots, and I have to watch him more individually, but they are more gap type of systems. So how well does he fit in, in a zone-based system? We have to see. Um, but Unwenu, Tyron Smith, Jonah Williams, like there's 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 a few out there. Um, and in the draft, you're talking about the top four guys. Past that, like I know people want to trade down and all this stuff, but let's not like so. And this is a problem with mock drafts and I, and, and just I, I think simulators in general. Um, and we've discussed this before, so I don't want to get into it like too much. But people tend to just like they they have a checklist of positions, right? Tackle, tackle, guard, safety, running back. This so like. People like to go into into these simulators and just fill a spot, and and people don't really value like what. Is, how do I explain that? People kind of go go into those simulators and like a spot filled is a spot filled. They don't take into effect like the quality that it's filled with, right? So if guys like Latham and Fuaga and all these guys are steps above whoever else is below, lower, you know, uh, the guy from uh, from Washington who I watched a little bit, who I actually didn't love to be completely transparent, or Morgan or whoever it is. Um, let's not trade down for extra picks and get fit, like too fancy. If there's a legitimate gap between those guys, like just give me the best player. Like I'm almost of the mindset this year. Like I, I don't care if they trade up later on in the draft, they get like a few starters and you don't, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like a hard, a hard discussion. Um, I don't want to just fill spots to fill spots. Like I want to fill spots with quality and trading down is, is an awesome idea, but if you're going to get less quality at one spot to do it, is it worth it? You know, just like, give me Latham instead of uh, what well, I'm forgetting the Washington stack, but I, I specifically watched him while I was watching uh, Odunze and I wasn't overly impressed. Like if he was starting for the Jets this year for like a Super Bowl or bust type of year, I wouldn't be thrilled, you know? So uh, I would say any one of the top four guys and there's plenty of tackles or at least there's enough tackles in free agency that we've all discussed and we all kind of know the names. So, um, Okay. Uh, John Madden was fat and lived into his mid eighties. Yeah. It's, you know, some people die at 50 and some people die, which is one of something crazy. Um, we had, so, uh, in my, in my, in my upstairs, which again, you know, people who are saying I'm arguing with Damien, what are you saying? I'm living in my mom's basement, basement, even though I have my own house, but nonetheless, um, upstairs, like in our kitchen, instead of like chairs along the wall in the kitchen, we built like a nook almost where it's like a, uh, it's like a bench along the wall with storage. And the, and the, one of the guys who was building the bench, he was like 65 years old, freaking like, it's like a Friday. He's building our bench. And then Saturday morning, he wakes up, his wife wakes up, he's freaking dead, a heart attack. His like dying work was my bench upstairs. I'm like, oh shit. But like, so he was 65 and kind of, kind of chunky. It all depends, you know, luck of the draw. Some people get cancer. Some people don't. It just is what it is. JK, I love you, Blue, and I star for weekend content. By the way, a previous five hour ch- a chat of mine was your f- fiance's first shot post labor. <laughs> Um, don't want you to forget about, yeah, she's not, I, I don't know when the last time I've seen my wife do a shot. The only time she'll really do a shot is if like, we're at like a really good, like Mexican restaurant. And if we want to get like a really good tequila, she'll do it. Um, but she's not a shot person. She's like a margarita or two, a glass of one or two. She's not really, she doesn't really like to alter her mind. Um, I do sometimes <laughs> we've, we've been on, we've been on here where I've, and I've done that. Uh, okay keep going down favorite day three receiver prospects i can't tell you i have no idea realistically i don't know 706 i'm like i'm 20 minutes behind now um dave says again with 
just being transparent, Cushionberry, I would want to watch before I said, yeah, definitely do this. Based on what I know of Cushionberry, he's a solid center. Um, I think Tipman has enough versatility at center or guard where you can play him in either. I think he was just – now, he only played guard for like two or three games, but I thought he was just as good there. Um, and with that being said, Rodgers, we had the whole hard knock segment. He's picking up grass. He's throwing the grass, all this shit. He likes his balls snapped in a certain way. Tipman was great last year but he's snapping balls where Zach Wilson's reaching for it like, like this. So is Rogers going to love that? You know, I'm not necessarily sure unless he gets that under control. So I think at this point he's young enough in his career where you can move him to right guard or center and then keep him there though. We're not doing the center, right guard, center, right guard, all that bullshit with him. If like you want to keep him in a spot, but he gives you that flexibility in, in, in free agency where, Hey, they go after Cushionberry. He signs with the Jaguars. Okay, shit. We didn't get Cushionberry, but we signed Zeitler. Okay. Zeitler's a guard. So then, so then Tipman plays center. Like he gives you true flexibility where I don't really care which one he plays. Um, AVT to me is a guard though. AVT needs to play guard. So, um, Okay. <clears throat> I'm still going through the chat. I, A's and B. <laughs> Talking about boobs here. <clears throat> Realistic contract extension for DJ Reed. Uh, it's uh, I don't know, man. Like he, a, a t- upper tier two. You're probably looking at. I don't know. This is just off the top of my head. I would say like 15, 16 million dollars a year. Three years, forty-five million. I would say, right? Maybe. Maybe a little bit less, maybe three years, forty million, something like that. The lowest. I, I know he's pretty. He's pretty damn good. Uh, why does Jordan Whitehead always talk shit on Twitter? Uh, I think he's maybe trying to convince himself or us that he's somebody that he's not. It's so funny because I just watched the Chiefs are the. Uh, so I'm at the. I'm at the point in all my reviews right now where I'm at the first Dolphins game on Black Friday, and. Uh, he missed two tackles that game for touchdowns. Like just that game, I'm watching him. I'm just laughing to myself. Like this guy just sucks, man. He's just bad. Uh, David says it Gibson a lock to be our returner next season. He shouldn't be, David. Like realistically, we should have competition everywhere. And was was Gibson some stud returner this year? No. Like he had that. He had the touch that the the touchdown in the in the first game. But past that, he had two or three balls that were lost. Right. Like he had at least two or three. Correct. I don't know how many it was. It was at least two or three, though, that that, that he either fumbled. I, I know he lost at least two. He might have fumbled another one or two. I think in that Bills game, the first game, he actually muffed the punt. He muffed, like, the first or second punt, but he, he recovered it. So, no, he's not He's not a lock. He should not be a lock at all. Uh, Cam Robinson's a cap casualty. He had a minor knee injury. Okay. Still. If they were, if he was really, really that good, they would, they'd be keeping him, right? So... Uh, Blue thoughts on Mims. I don't know if it was you or not, but I heard he's he'd be number one when solely considering who's the best laterally in defending wide nines. Uh, so I, I did not watch Mims again because he's like he's almost in that second tier of guys where I believe it's Morgan. Like it's like Morgan again. I believe that's his name. Mims uh, Fatano. That's his name. Fatano from from Washington. And there's another guy or two in there. My problem is I don't have enough time to watch him like one of those guys right now because if I end up watching Mims, I'm gonna watch Fatano. I'm gonna watch all of them, and I'm doing all of the jet reviews right now. So I'm like 19 reviews deep. Um, I don't have time to watch five more prospects before free agency starts. Like free agency starts in 10 days. The Jets sign a guy on March 11th. I get in right into that. Try to get all the free agency shit done before the draft happens and the draft happens. And then I'm all into who the Jets drafted exactly. So if this is my full-time job, yeah, I would, I would watch all these guys and tell you, uh, I just don't have enough time. I just, there's just no way with prepping for, off-season reviews with the player reviews, Sauce, Garrett Wilson, all that stuff. I have enough time to watch 
Nims, Fatana, all these guys um, with a baby. I, my my nuts would be hung up on the wall. There's just there's no there's no way. <clears throat> my fear is that Latham and Alter both gone by ten. Latham appears to be climbing up the boards. Any thoughts on this, Joe? Uh, I don't know if he is climbing up boards. I can tell you guys that you you know, especially the guys who are here every week. I've said that Latham is my number two since January, right? Easily January since I've watched him. He's and honestly, there's not as much of a gap between him and Alt as I thought there would be. Really, there's not. Like watching Alt, I was a little bit disappointed. <clears throat> uh, Fatano, yeah, yeah, thanks, Kayuka. I, I forgot before, but yeah, Fatano. So, um, I was like midway through the through the. Uh, Again, because I'm not like the biggest college football guy. I was like midway through my Roma Dunze uh, review and I started hearing his name. So I would go to the all 22, uh, you know, sideline view and then to the to the end zone. And I was watching him. Uh, I don't love him. I don't love him. Quick, laterally quick, all that stuff. But he plays just really out of control from what I was watching. I don't like his like power. So uh, I don't know. Let's see. Thoughts on Guyton. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I, again, I'm sorry. I can't really. I can't tell you. Uh, Dano says that most of mine are slide back in round one, Max, to keep it realistic, but we're not recouping that second at best of three. Uh, David says, I didn't think Gibson was a great as a returner. I just haven't heard any talk about bringing – yeah, because we're talking about the major stuff, right? Like talking about who's going to be re- returning the football is like a July-August conversation. You know, It's not necessarily like, hey, we need two tackles, a guard, a running back, a safety, two, defeat, uh, two defensive tackles. Damn, dude, who, who's going to return punts? You know, like it's – it's just on the on it's on the forefront of everybody's mind. Um, Chris says, "Did I miss anything? You missed a hour and twenty four minutes of of a podcast." So, um, speaking of Jordan Whitehead and that Dolphins game, he also get yeah. Oh, are you talking like a passing touchdown to to Tyreek? Um, like we wrote, art, there's articles out there by Jets X Factor. He allowed the second most or the most touchdowns at safety in the league this year. But then he just consistently goes on Twitter talking about like how good he is. I don't, I don't know, dude. Like he's he's just bad. He's just bad. He can't tackle. He can't cover. Every once in a while, he lights a guy up, but um, he'll then he'll miss the next three tackles. Like what 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 are we doing here? So, um, <clears throat> other than that, I have there's some other like just uh, notes I want to get through. Um, this happened like right after my la- last stream, but another coach for the Jets left. It was Mac Brown. Um, but I think he went from offensive assistant to a positional coach. I think he's a, he's he's like an offensive assistant with us and then upgraded to tight end coach with the Seahawks. So people like kind of, Oh, another guy left. It's like, yeah, another guy left for a, you know, a higher position with another team. So not going to go crazy on that. And then also, um, I think Rob Calabrese left. I forget where he went. I think he signed somewhere else as of now, or I think he did. Um, good riddance, dude. Like, you didn't really do much for our quarterback position. Uh, another thing we saw on Twitter, the sauce thing. Just wanted to mention that. I think it's all in good spirits, right? Like he's, he's, you know, basically speaking as the Jets GM and saying that, you know, what he would do would be to get a bunch of offensive linemen and receivers who, who could win a seven on seven, kind of making like lighthearted about it. It's just, you, you really got to love sauce because like as Jets fans, we don't really have a lot of good players and we were all kind of burned with Jamal Adams. Like admittedly, I was burned by Jamal Adams. I really liked him at first. I like his passion, all that stuff, but he was obviously a very big pretender. Um, and I've said this before, I, I think sauce is who Jamal Adams pretends to be like saw like Jamal Adams wants to be sauce, but sauce is just sauce. Um, doesn't drink the dude rips call of duty, by the way, like I was watching his Twitch the other day or like, or, um, he put up like highlights of him playing call of duty. He's like nasty at call of duty. So not only is he the best 
or second best corner in the NFL. He's nasty at Call of Duty. Doesn't go out and get like he's he's the definition of what you want in like a franchise cornerstone player sauce. Like you gotta you gotta love the guy. And then again, recruiting Evans and Ridley, and he wants this, he wants that. Um, love to see that from from Sauce. You also had another corner who came out from the Jets and said that he wants. Uh, Reed said that he wants Brissett, not Howell. Smart. Um, again, I kind of mentioned before. I don't really want Howell. I don't like. Again, maybe in a year where you're not going for it all, could you have him as your backup quarterback and develop him? Fine, but I don't want him to be anything but quarterback three with the Jets. So you're going to have a developmental guy who's not really going to see a lot of practice time, and you're going to trade a, a draft pick for him. And what's his contract, actually? Uh, let's see. Sam Howell contract. Okay, so four-year, four, $4 million deal. Oh, okay, so he's not he's not going to cost anything for you in terms of the contract. But still, do you want to develop huh? I could see it. Like I could, I could see it if they were bringing Tyrod and you trade like a six for Howell. If, if that's if that's their plan at, at quarterback, four million dollars, five million dollars for Tyrod Howell, Howell for a sixth. Okay, I'm I'm okay with that. But if they're trading for Howell to be the backup, I'm not I'm not signing the dot line for that. Um, Howell is not a backup uh, at this point in his career, in my opinion. Um, and also mentioning Joel Adams. There was something like he was liking tweets about coming back to the Jets or something like that. Um, cap casualty, the, cap casualty for, uh, for the Seahawks. So he's going to be able to sign um, wherever he wants in free agency. And some people were kind of bringing up the idea of him coming back for the Jets. Absolutely not. Like why? One, he doesn't fit our defense. Um, you don't want him to play. You don't want him back. He, the guy is a freaking douche. Um, the way he left was embarrassing. Um, Jets fans should never forget like kind of how he left and how much of a douche he was to Jets fans, like outwardly just shitting on them while being on the team. Um, so I do not want Jamal Adams back. Uh, there was another Jet who was cut recently in, in Marcus May. I know we had that whole like, incident where he like apparently pointed a gun at like a bunch of teenage girls in a car, but I think he was the, those charges were dropped. So apparently, you know, he, it could have been something where, hey, dude driving in a car and he, he's like yelling at them. Like, you know, they, they cut him off in traffic. He has his cell phone in his hand because he's freaking, you know, trying to pick a small, a song on Spotify and he's yelling at them with a phone in his hand and they see a black thing in his hand. It's dark. Oh, oh my God. Now it's a gun. Like shit like that happens all the time. Um, so charges were dropped. He didn't get charged. So we, obviously he's in a clear, I think he had a DWI too, which shit happens. Um, I would be okay with that. Like, Hey, in a system where you could either be playing, you know, cover two, you could be playing in the box, you'd be playing cover four. Like you, you have to have some versatility at safety in the Jets' defense. Um, would Marcus made for a couple of million dollars a year? Again, I think he's only played seventeen games in the last two years. But if you're, and again, yes, we want Kevin Byard. Yes, we want Jeremy Chin. Yes, we want Cam Curl from the from the uh, Commanders. Like those are all great guys that we can all talk about. But realistically, we're going to have to cut corners somewhere. And I think safety is going to be one of those positions just based on how the Jets have addressed safety previously um, in their last you know, four or five years under Douglas. They obviously don't prioritize it very much. So if your safety room was something like bringing back Chuck Clark, upgrade over over upgrade over Whitehead, your group's already better than it was last year. Tony Adams in 2023 versus Tony Adams in 2024. Give me 2024 Adams, you know, b- blind test or, or, or blindly because uh, he's going to be better. You'd assume with another year of experience past, past that re-sign Ashton Davis for a few million dollars, special teams guy um, performed pretty well this year. in you know, when he, when he was in there and then Marcus may as like a, as, as a, as a third safety or maybe even competing with Tony Adams for the starting spot. Cool. Like I, I would, I would do that. I would do that. Uh, Marcus May did not leave any ill will with with the Jets. So um, some people talk about Jamal Adams, fuck that. 
Marcus May. I'm cool, Marcus May. Uh, another thing that came out this week before I go back into the chat again, I'm just kind of cover all bases and some things I wrote down that happened because I cannot remember everything off the top of my head. Cap uh, was up uh, is up to 255, um, which is 30 million more than it was last year. The expectation is usually around like seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars that it goes up every year. So this is a much bigger jump than people expected it to be. Which, like, yeah, it's, 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 I guess it's good. But with that being said, like, now everybody has that cap space. So it's not like, oh, well, now the Jets can definitely sign Cam Robinson because they have the extra money. It's like, yeah, so do the Cardinals, so do the Seahawks, so do, so do all the other teams. So, um, doesn't necessarily make it easier for us to sign guys. It gives us some like more maneuverability. Um, but it's interesting because there was supposed to be the huge jump in 2025, right? Because 2025 is the year where they're renewing the TV deal. And they're supposed to get a massive jump next year. So if this is already like a $20 million more dollar jump than they thought it was going to be, and next year is supposed to be the huge jump, what the what is the cap going to be next year if it's a new TV deal? If I'm if I'm not mistaken, it is 2025, not like 2026. So uh the salary cap can jump up massively, but it, it helps. Gives them a, a hopefully an extra few million dollars to move around, sign Huff, whatever it may be um, again. And we'll do this in the simulator next week. My, my ideal, not, not ideal, my ideal that you keep JFM and Huff, but at this point right now, um, and there was some rumors that from the combine that maybe Huff goes for 12, 13, $14 million, maybe even 15 instead of this 16, 17, 18 that we were thinking. If it is 14, $15 million, they better freaking get it done. Unless Huff just doesn't want to be here. He wants a full-time role. Um, but, uh, if I think you are to keep Huff, it's a, it's a situation you trade JFM and you keep Huff. Uh, and, and if you had to tell me who'd rather have JFM or Huff next year, give me give me Huff. You know, JFM is a good pass rusher, but a better run defender. Huff is a okay at best run defender, but an elite pass rusher. Uh, in a in a year where we're hopefully in shootouts of teams, we're putting up some points. Give me the better pass rusher, who's also younger. Um, so that, that's that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Uh, combine stuff, which is going on right now, linebackers, defensive linemen all, uh, ran yesterday. And I think, uh, like tight ends and somebody else are getting measured and stuff today. Uh, I would like to see some measurements about Brock Bowers. I know he's not huge. I think he was like six, three, two forty something in his test. I want to see his, I want to see his vertical though. Um, that's something that means Scott from public Jeff talked about, uh, just because the dude was, let's just be frank here. Pretty terrible at uh, contested catches at Georgia, at least last year. I didn't watch his year prior. Last year, he was not good at contesting catches. So I want to see if his vertical jump is good um, because maybe then that gives coaches the hope that he could turn into a contested catcher, a contested catcher but right now he's not. And that's an argument I see a lot on Twitter. It's like, oh, he's a receiver. You know, he can he can go up and get the ball. Show me. Show me him going up and getting the ball because I did not see it really at all at Georgia. Um and then in terms of like even his deep ball tracking, like there's some plays that I put up on Twitter and there's plays I'll break down in the actual film review of him where he's going to track the ball deep. And, you know, people, when you're running straight, you tend to go faster. As soon as you turn your head a little bit, your your body's, you know, just not, mechanical wise is going to slow down. But a lot of guys, when they're looking back for the ball, aren't going to keep running as fast. It's just a natural thing that happens. The good receivers will, but he'll be running like a hundred percent, look back for the ball and gear down to like, 60 percent and then the ball just sails over his head or he misses it like one of the first plays i put up he's running up the seam 
plenty of separation on the on the uh, linebacker safety, whoever it is, looks back for the ball, completely slows down, tries to catch up back to the ball, and then tries a one hand to catch it. And people are probably like, oh, oh, he got overthrown. It's like, no, he geared down and was barely jogging, looking back for the ball. When you're looking back for the ball, you have to keep running as fast as you were running prior to looking for the ball. And, and you know, this is not a catch all, but for, for the most part, because the quarterback is throwing to the spot that he's thinking you're going at that current speed. You can't be running 18 miles per hour and then slow down to 12 and expect the quarterback to be able to freaking know where to throw the ball. Like it's impossible. Um, so he's a problem deep ball tracking. Uh, he has a, he has a problem contested catching. I think he's really good at in and out of breaks, but it's more because of athleticism, but his actual nuance and route running is not there for me yet. So there are a lot more questions about Brock Bowers. Than I think people realize, or at least want to admit. Um, so I want to see some of those numbers and we'll obviously report on tackles. Tackles are huge. Um, arm length, all that stuff. Um, you know, tackles forties. You want to see that? How fast are they? You want to see their, you know, you know three cones, uh, short shuttles, 10 yards splits. Like you want to see, a lot of that stuff. The 40 is, is generally overrated because how often in an NFL game is a guy sprinting, um, you know, sprinting in a straight line. It doesn't really happen a lot. You want a three, you want the three cones, you want the actual movement stuff. You want the, you want the shuttles, you want all that um, past that. What else? Actually, I'll get into the chat and I'll keep running through what I, what I have. Again, there's just a bunch of random notes uh, here. Actually, I did most of it, right? I'll just go through it. There's four more things that I want to bring up. Dov Kleiman, whatever, brought up a Justin Jefferson rumor that was sourced by a guy from like who doesn't who basically is a nobody. And then everybody has ran with it the last couple of weeks that Justin Jefferson might get traded because of Dov Kleiman. Dov Kleiman is an absolute joke. I've never seen him actually report anything real. And then furthermore, with that being said, Dov Kleiman said something to the effect today of um, the Giants are might or are looking to trade up in the in the quarter in, in the draft for a quarterback. Uh, source Connor Hughes, and then Connor Hughes comes out and he's like, uh, "I did not say this." So Dov Kleiman just makes up shit, and he has like two hundred thousand followers somehow. Uh, so do not believe him. That whole Justin Jefferson is thing is based off of him, who is a complete fraud. So do not believe that. Um, past that, uh, the the other thing I want to bring up: Becton uh, quote tweeted the. There's a tweet. I forget exactly what the tweet was. So oh yeah, yeah. so. The Jets with this whole Hardman thing, like he leaked the game plan to the Eagles and all that stuff. Like there's a bunch of Jets fans like, oh, what was the game plan? Like somebody tweeted out, like, oh, it was a, it was, you know, Hackett loves Rogers with like a heart and written in crayon. And then Beckton quote tweets it and says, like, oh, this is so funny with crying, laughing emojis after like openly criticizing Keith Carter. So now you're criticizing your offensive coordinator saying that his game plan is in crayon and you're criticizing your offensive line coach. What are the chances this guy's back? Probably close to zero. I do not think Beckton's coming back. So I want to mention that. Um, just kind of furthermore, uh, you know, solidifies that he, he's probably not going to be back. Uh, no more chain gang. That's something that I saw today as well. People are mentioning that uh, uh, that the chain gang. I think I think it was tested at both MetLife and maybe it was Miami. Like how wrong or how often they're wrong or whatever. Um, and apparently there's going to be a push for like electronic chain gang, like not electronic chain gang, but electronics. Like you have, you have a chip in the football, you have a chip in the pads, all this shit. If you have a, an imagine or not imaginary, a, an invisible laser line. And if that ball goes past that line, you get the first down and they're alerted to it. You know, whatever it is like put you, you have technology now where it doesn't have to be a guess of, Oh, you know, I was 15 feet away. There was a 360 pound tackle in front of me. I think they were about here. 
I think they're about here. And then, oh, on the review, they didn't have the good angle. Then it's spotted wrong. With all the technology now, again, lasers. The laser can tell you exactly where the ball landed and if they got the first down. Um, same thing with like baseball, the strike zone. Why are there umpires anymore? Make the electronic strike zones. It's it's, it's going to go that way. So I, I really do like that they're going to get rid of the chain game um, because it's going to be more fair, in my opinion. And then the last thing that I wanted to bring up before I get into the chat and then run through... Um, Actually, hold on. Actually, just give me two seconds. Okay, sorry. Let the dog out. Um, Last thing is that uh, I guess Brian Costello was hearing that... uh, He's thinking that ABT is going to be tackle instead of guard. Again, I kind of mentioned it before and why I want ABT to play guard and not tackle. Um, honestly, like if they can't get it done with tackle, I get it. But if that's their game plan off the jump, it makes me lose a little bit of faith in them. Now, I understand if they go through free agency and they try to get Fant and they try to get Illuminor and they try to get a win and they try to get Brown, they try to get all these guys, Jonah Williams, Cam Robinson, whatever, it doesn't work out and their hand is forced with putting him at tackle. Okay, great. If their plan from the jump is just ABT at tackle, to make me lose a little bit of faith in them because I really do not think that's the the, the best plan. Uh, that's that's it for the notes. Let me see. Let me jump back into the chat with you guys for a minute. <clears throat> um, yes, he's at the backfield. Trade future picks for another first round pick: Cam Robinson, Tippman, JPJ, ABT. The thing is, like, how much do you want to commit? You don't want to trade too much from the future because if it doesn't work out this year and it gets all blown up, which is very possible, um, then you want to. M- you, you want to mortgage the future for that? Like that wasn't a proper way to word it. You want to double down on this year with future picks. So then if it doesn't work out, we're screwing ourselves in the future. I don't know. I would be willing to trade like some second, maybe not even a second, maybe like a third or fourth or whatever it may be in future years. So I want to trade next year's first for another first this year. I don't know. That's it might be a little bit too much for me. Uh, Calibri sound with the with the Rams, I believe. Position unknown. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I saw it too with like the floor and all that stuff. Um, Matt Houston says, "Have you looked at free agency safety market? Any good and affordable upgrades for Whitehead, uh, or do you trust Clark's?" And uh, it's it's Clark. Um, it's it's hard to tell. Like I'm not in his medicals. You know, if if he tore his shit and it's going to be something where like, hey, this is really bad. He's not going to recover well. Then no, I don't trust it. But I'm not a doctor. In general, do I trust him as a player? Yes. With that being said, or, or also added to that, he's not a player who relies on athleticism. He's a player who's super freaking smart, so he doesn't need necessarily athleticism. But if you need it to a certain extent, right? Because uh, you know they're, they're, you're in the NFL. So um, now, in terms of the safeties in this question, there's there's plenty um, out there. One Clark would be would be my option if it's not Clark. Then there are guys out there who you can splurge a little bit. You know, Jeremy Chin's a guy who would be interesting. Kyle Duggar is a guy who we've watched over recent years who would be an absolute slam dunk in my opinion. If he if he were to come here, probably again, allocation of resources. Do you really want to spend that much at safety when you have all the needs at offensive line, receiver, etc.? So probably not. But um, Duggar, you got uh, Cam Curl from the Commanders. You got Chin. Uh, there's a few out there. There's a few out there. Uh, but I think it's probably going to be Clark. Give me Clark, give me Ashton Davis, give me like a Marcus May type of flair and 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 roll there and then splurge elsewhere. Um, okay, it sucks that Brees was a second round pick and doesn't get the fifth year. 
Yeah, and it sucks too because like there's not many running backs who were signed to like second contracts with their teams. Like it, Brees Hall could easily be gone in three years, which sucks because I love Brees Hall, but it's kind of just the, the world we live in with running backs. So um, I just hated Marcus May's agent. That, yeah, I remember something with that, but Matt Houston. Yeah, you corrected yourself. Uh, projected 288 in, in 25. So another, was that $33 million jump? Jeez, Tony. It can happen, right? Uh, what's the most per year you would give Huff? I would go... Yeah, I think I think about 17 million. I think about 17 million, Dave. I'm with you because you could save about I think 14, 15 million dollars a year from um from JFM. So then adding an extra two million to that, I, I would do that. Yeah, I would say about 17, but even that's a the only problem with 17 million dollars is it's it's pretty high. 17 million dollars if you're only gonna play, you know, um 50% of the reps, 55% of the reps. That's a lot of money per down. A lot of money per down. I would still do it just because I don't want to. I, I think having a very good pass rush in a Super Bowl or bust type of year is is vital. So I think it's a little bit of an overpay at seventeen million dollars, but I'm almost willing to overpay it because of the kind of the current state of the team and where we're and what we're trying to do. So Hawks says uh, Bowers' average route depth is two yards. Then with Godly blocking, he gets yak. His blocking is also overrated. Most overrated player in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, Hulk. Like I kind of, I kind of made myself. I, I've kind of made my opinion known at this point, right? Like you, you know, I'm not sure if you're here for every stream, but he's more raw than people realize as a route runner. Um, if you think he's going to be a strict inline blocking tight end, you're wrong. Uh, maybe eventually he could build up the strength to do that. But if you think he's just going to take on a D end right now, it's not happening. He's an angle blocker, and what I mean by angle blocker, he's a guy who can like crack block. He's a guy who can block a safety. He's a guy who can crack a D end. You know, again, crack a D end. The end's not looking at you. You're coming in from. You know his his wide right, his wide left, and he doesn't see, and you, and you crack him, you attack a center of gravity. Like he could do that, but if you're asking him to like base block a defensive end, he's going to get shit whipped in the NFL at this point. Um, so he's small for that. His routes are he's smooth, but his routes aren't good technically, and he can't contested catch. So you're drafting a guy for upside, for physical upside, and really good yak at this point. Is it worth pick ten? You know, now if the Jets were to address the offensive line, receiver, and all this stuff, like I could, I could understand it. But even just in a vacuum, hey, nothing. You know, nothing else about anything. The draft, Jets needs whatever. Brock Bowers, slam dunk prospects at ten. I'm not saying yes. The contested catch thing. Like I was watching his games, and like the ball would go up in the air, and he would just not even get close. And I was just, I, I found myself shaking my head a lot um, at his film, which is not good. Which is not good. Calories was given the assistant water boy. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't bring Beckton if he paid to come back. Yeah, it, dude. At the, at this point, with all the stuff in social media, it, it's it's probably not it's probably not going to happen. Um, especially you're you're having players, and it seems pretty legit. Like we don't have a culture on offense, and it's all Aaron Rodgers and stuff. Like you don't want guys like Beckton back. You know the big bus stuff, wearing the big bus T-shirt, and he got better with it this year. Um, but still, like if you're if you're trying to come back to the Jets and, and you're openly criticizing your offensive line coach and openly criticizing your offensive corner, probably not the best look. Like I think we can all admit that Beckton is a pretty he's pretty immature um, at this point. Again, I think he's he's gotten more mature than he was in maybe his first or second year. Um, but Beckton like isn't a dude like I, I fuck with. Like I don't you know again if he's great on the field, awesome. But he's like his personality it's just it's just not for me. So I would not like to see him back either. Um, okay. Hernando Cruz, you said good June 1st cut uh, explanation. I don't know where. 
It's a realistic return for Wilson, a, a late round pick or like a, again, a Wilson and a six to move up until like the late fifth or something like that. that that's about it. Um, Freedom, uh, the Freedom House says, I'd rather have an elite guard instead of a good tackle that's injured. I, you don't have to say the last part of it. I'd rather have an elite guard instead of a good tackle. I, I, th- I think people, like, yeah, tackle is more important than guard, but I also think people almost overstate the, 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 the importance of tackle versus guard. Like if you have an absolute stud guard, like you could, you could do some shit there. Like Quentin Nelson made plenty of an impact with, with the, uh, you know, um, Jesus with the Colts, you know, center Kelsey made plenty of an impact with the, with the, with the Eagles. Like you don't have to be a tackle to make a big impact. And if a guy is going to be elite somewhere else and just good at another, give me the elite guard over the good tackle. Again, no, knowing nothing like, yeah, you want to, you want to build tackle first. Like that's the position you want to address first, but in a vacuum, knowing nothing else, hey, you're starting an NFL roster or you're starting an NFL team today. Would you rather have a good tackle or an elite guard? I'll start my team with the elite guard. You know. Um, now again, I get that he may be forced into the tackle spot because of the Jets' incompetency, but that should not be Plan A. In no world, and and people will say that he's just as good a tackle. I do not see it at all. I know numbers, PFF, pressure, pressure, all that stupid bullshit might say that. The eye test, watching the film, and actually watching it. No, he's just not the same player there. He's not there. Um, I hope other teams view Huff as a pass rush specialist to bring the price down. Yeah. Uh, Sluggo says, Joey blew it. I'm back, buddy. Uh, uh, awaken me. I don't know exactly. Um, you blew it! There, did I, did I, did I awaken you? I, I don't know, Sluggo. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while, though. But Sluggo, I'm not sure. I feel like we've had some run-ins, though, Sluggo. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's, maybe it's somebody else. But nonetheless, welcome back. I, I appreciate you, you being here. Um, any backup plan for if we can't keep Huff like another team offers twenty? Or talking about like black backup plan to to defensive end? There, there needs to be. There is none. At that point, you have JFM, you have JJ, you have Will McDonald, and you have you know um, you have Clemens as 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 your as your four. Unless there's something. No, JJ, JFM, Will McDonald. Uh, yeah, yeah. Clemens would be your four. Now, if that were to happen, like if Huff were to leave and the Jets were to draft the guy in like the fourth round, or let's say sign like a pass rush specialist, I'm not saying anybody 10, 15, anything like that. I'm talking like a $4 million guy, like a, like a, like a Jacob Martin of a couple of years ago. Okay. I would understand that, but I don't think there's any going to be any, some like big backup plan to, to Huff. If he, if he leaves, it is what it is. It's Will McDonald's time to shine. And with that being said, Will McDonald watching him back. I'm not going to say that he's going to be a 10 sack guy or anything like that, but he has some legitimate athleticism, dude. Like he is crazy athletic, and he was he held his power better than I thought he would this this, this year. Being a guy who's only you know whatever he is six three six four two forty two two forty five, he actually packs a punch with his power. Like if he can add another five or ten pounds of of muscle and keep his bend, um, he's a freak athlete. He's a freak. So um, I'm excited to see what he what he's going to do. Uh, Matt says, Hey Joe, have you watched any more tape on the off again, top four guys? Uh, I've watched all of their games, but one, um, again, just what I like to do is typically I watch all the games and then right before I do like the actual review where I get on and actually break down the plays on film or on, uh, you know, on the film show, um, I like to watch the last game to get a feel of what they're like again. Cause right now I watched Fashanu two months ago, you know, at this point. So you kind of forget exactly how you feel about them. So I like to refresh my memory with the game and then do it. But yeah, I've, I've watched all of them. Sign Huff, no excuses now, extra 30 mil. Again, you also have 30 mil and extra for the team that may want to sign him. 
So it's not like we just got an extra 30 million, if you feel what I'm saying. Hawk said uh 22 contested catch rate, terrible. If you want to watch great contested catches, watch Jeremy Rucker. And and Conklin had some. Um Jeremy Rucker, it's a, he's a little bit volatile though. Um I I want him to prove a little bit more in the receiving game this year. Uh good, you know, he, he's again volatile blocker too. Like he'll either pop you or just completely whiff. He he, he kind of gets on his toes a little bit over um in general, but I think he could be a solid tight end too. But I think I feel like I've used this a lot, like sign the dial line right now for, for Jeremy Ruckert as your tight end two going forward. I'm not there on him yet. So I could see them bringing in an Irv Smith, a Robert Tunyon, whoever it may be to be that tight end two. Um, just because I don't think Jeremy Ruckert has necessarily earned it yet, even though I like him like as a, as a two or a three, but preferably a three. I would like to see maybe somebody else brought in as well. Ruckert blocks. Yeah, no, he's nasty. He's nasty. The problem is he, he, he tries to block too hard at times where he gets over his toes again. Bowers has great balance and breaks tackles really well. Also has great hands. That's the good stuff. Uh, you know, like define great hands though, because if, if he had great hands, he'd he'd bring down down more contested. Like he has great hands and he's wide open. Okay, um, and even with that being said, I I think I'm pretty sure I've seen him drop an easy ball or two. So, uh, Tony, I don't I I really I'm I'm gonna disagree on the great hands thing because great hands to me comes contested catches come into to effect. You have great hands. Romo Dunze has great hands. Like great hands. Brock Bowers does not have great hands. He has great yak. Which again, if you're drafting a guy for yak, isn't there like that receiver in like the third or fourth round? If you want yak, get him. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, Beckton. He just he just needs to learn how to shut up a little bit. What's up, Chu? Um, tackle is just uh, is too important because of all the demon pass rushers that are on the league right now. Yeah, okay. And there's also a bunch one interior pressure over exterior pressure. If you can choose one, you know, Tom Brady said. Hey, interior fucks you up, especially if a team who pinches and you have interior pressure and you're just running right into sacks. It's just it's it's impossible to escape it sometimes. So, I would take interior versus exterior if I can choose. And there's also plenty of good D tackles. You know, you have you have Wilkins in our division. You, you have Lawrence just across the you know just across the way. You have Chris Jones. You have a bunch of stud defensive tackles. So, it's it's not like you, you're lacking talent there. So, um, you need good guards too. You know, you need good guards too. Um, NY flight jets talk. What's up, Joe? I believe this is Connor. I think the last time I might've said something like, Oh, no, he's Connor. He's 12 years old. Um, I will be going on a Connor's podcast. Um, I don't know exactly when, just because as you guys know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty damn busy as I, as I explained this podcast, but, uh, what's up Connor. And I will be taking your, or I will be on your show. I will be on your show relatively soon. So make sure to check out Connor, uh, sluggo joke, uh, contrary. I take your breakdowns as the best on the jets players and, and needs. Oh, okay. I, Maybe it's maybe it's a guy with like your type of like profile picture who I've had a run in with before, but I appreciate you, Sluggo. I, mi- I miss you then. I miss you, Sluggo. Uh, Tony says, Joe, you do a great job at identifying issues with Lyman. Do you think Warren can improve? Uh, like, yes. And and again, I don't want Damian Woody coming in here and saying, oh, you don't understand development because yes, I understand guys can develop into starters. And I think his point was he didn't have a training camp to develop, but again, Maybe he, maybe Damian Woody thinks he's closer to to a finished or a good product than I do because the gap is this wide for me. Like he has a massive jump to be even a serviceable player at this point. Um, so like, yeah, you know, I I guess like he, he can improve. Now, would I bank on that? Would I bank on him going from terrible to good? No. If I had to, no. I'm not. I'm not banking on it. Could he improve until maybe a decent swing backup swing tackle? Yeah, sure. Um. Like his athleticism at times too. Like you guys saw that one play I, I showed you, him trying to get to the second level. He barely moved. 
barely moved. I don't know, man. If I had to guess right now, you know, I don't want to, I'll come off as negative, but let's just be realistic. If I had to guess one side or the other, wasted pick versus not wasted pick, probably wasted pick, but you never know. He can improve. I don't want to say he can't. It's possible for sure. Um, the game tape is the ultimate lit, uh, litmus on play. Is, is it litmus or is it litmus? I honestly never seen that word typed litmus or litmus, whatever. Um, yeah, it's that's 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 really all you need. Um, the numbers are fucking PFF and all this bullshit. I just I don't, I don't understand. I what is a pressure to them? What is what it, I, I don't know. I don't know. Who is this year's Neil for you? Is that just offense? So I don't really have a Neil because Neil Neil was my I would say that was the one that I was the most steadfast in. Like I do not understand why people are are high in the sky. Again, people I respect too. Brandon Thorne knows what he's talking about. But we had it. I guess we just had a different eye on him. Um, he had him as his number two overall player in the entire draft. I wouldn't have drafted Evan Neal until like the third round. I'm, I'm being serious. I hated his game, hated him. Um, and people are like, oh, Neal's a stud. He's, you know, you're an idiot, mom's basement. And I, I, I stayed pretty steadfast on that one. And, and I think they're now considering moving him to guard because he sucks at tackle. Don't move him to the guard either. He's going to suck there, nonetheless. Um, there's no player that I hate that much. Like I'm not saying, and, and I don't want people to like misconstrue the Bauer stuff. Like, oh, he can't be a good player. I think he could be. It's just I'm not. I don't think it's as great of a chance as most people seem to think it is. Like people just, oh, Bauer's gonna be a stud. Like, oh, relax a little. Um, so I don't think there's a, a, a Evan Neal per se because I'm not as low on these guys. The, the two guys who I feel like I'm definitely lower on than the consensus is well, actually almost three now. Um, one started right off with Fashano. Uh, he's easily three or four for me in the tackles. People saying, oh, you know, top two, top top 10 lock. He's a stud. If he's there, run up to the podium. Not at all. I am not there on Fashano at all. Um, and then the next guy was Bowers. You know, you hear, you hear so much about him. I expected a, a lesser than Kyle Pitts prospect because I know he wasn't that athletic, but I was expecting somewhere near that. Like, he's going to be fucking really impressive. Awesome contested catches. And I found myself shaking my head more than I was more than I was like nodding in enjoyment of watching his film. I'm like, okay, yeah, great yak guy, but what else is like? There's not that much else. Like nasty mindset, all that cool, but um, in terms of like translate uh, translatability, I didn't see as much as some of the people th- saw it. And then again, Odunze at this point, people are acting like the guy's Randy Moss. Like relax. Um, and Daniel Jeremiah, again, a guy I respect. He in his one of his initial top fifties, he said that his his releases are really good. I would like for Daniel Jeremiah to cut up more than five releases that he actually won cleanly. Legitimately. I did not see him win any press releases, like any at all. I can't not think of one. Maybe again, maybe there's one or two and people will put up plays. And like, I, I saw it on Twitter where like, somebody's like put up a press rep of him getting the shit jammed out of him, getting completely washed to the sideline. And then he makes a contested catch over, over a guy for a touch. It's like, Oh, that's a, he just beat press right there. It's like, no, he didn't beat press. He got his shit jammed. And then he made a really sweet contested catch. Beating press is creating separation, stacking a guy, you know, getting getting a yard or two, not getting your shit jammed, and then contested catching. So his releases need a massive amount of work, like massive. He has little to absolutely no release game. Roman Dunes, like none, like nothing there. So people are like, oh, he's an X. The thing with X's are, obviously, depending on the on the scheme you're playing, is like, you know, if, if you're going to press, the X is on the line. So you want to see your X be able to get off of press if it is a team who's going to press you. Good luck with Roman Dunze right now getting off for press at the NFL level unless he really, really adds a lot to his release package because he pretty much just has speed releases, one steps, and that's it. There's really not a lot there. Um, so at this point, I guess Roma Dunze too. 
But those are the three that I'm definitely lower on the consensus. But there's there's not one that's close to Evan Neal because Evan Neal was a guy, again, third or fourth round. I'm not kidding. Second round, I wouldn't be happy with Evan Neal when he was in the draft. I don't, I don't, I never got that. I never understood why he was hyped up like he was. Uh, Sluggo, I kind of talked about this before. Trade 10 and next year's one for Alt. Uh, don't do that, Sluggo. You said you trust my reviews. Um, Alt is my number one tackle, but there's not as big of a gap as some people think between him and other guys. Uh, again, balance, his power, his power is not there right now. And then I, I kind of went to his technical side of his game. Um, he he's, he's he's lacking in um just closing distance he he keeps guys extended to to um he, he keeps guys extended which at the at the collegiate level you're playing ruckers wherever it is keeping a guy like this you can control him uh good luck controlling max crosby like that you're going to get your shit whipped so uh alt is not as technically savvy as some people think he is in my opinion and i'll do a breakdown on why and a lot of it comes with push versus um closing ground and and push first lift um you got to lift a lot more than people think you do in terms of like again you don't just push first push a guy. Not, people aren't just like this against each other. A lot of offensive linemen, what you really do is again get that latch and you and you lift the guy up, not necessarily off the ground, but you do deflect his force. You don't want to go head to head and just keep, and keep button heads. If if he's if he's gonna run into you, you're gonna deflect the force up. <clears throat> uh what you got on Trayvon Wallace linebacker? Nothing. Nothing. Is that the guy from Bama that they that they interviewed who just ran like a ridiculous 40? That, that's one that I can see as like a complete wild card pick. Like wild card. Jets draft tackle. They just address offensive line and receiver. And everybody's expecting Bowers and then that Alabama t- uh, linebacker is there. Even though I thought the Alabama, uh, Alabama linebacker is more like a 3-4 backer. Um, so he's more like on the line guy. Like, you know, like Anthony Barr or, you know, whoever. Odunze is like D-hop huge hands. Dude, his contested catches are stupid. But with that being said, the difference between him and D-hop is D-hop uses his physicality a lot better than Odunze. Um, watching Odunze, that's one thing I was I was left wanting more of, was him using his physicality in his routes more, leaning into guys before he breaks. He doesn't use his physicality as well as he should. Um, so I want to see him do that more. And then uh, I also didn't like his blocking effort at times. Uh, he's He can do it, but he doesn't. he's not always... Um, He's not always uh, willing. Malik Neighbors doesn't want to go to the Titans. That clip was hilarious. Malik Neighbors is a stud, dude. Glad you and Connor squad. There's no B. I, again, I just didn't know who it was. Um, not no offense to Connor like that. I just saw NY Jets flight talk um in here, and then it's like, oh, come to my show. I was like, what? Who the hell is this guy from running his own show on my stream? I didn't know he was a, you know twelve year old Connor, who I've now seen like on Twitter. I've seen I've seen him make his rounds, so I'll, I'll gladly go on a, on his podcast. And I guess that's my my apology. So I think you're underestimating Bauer's greatness. He's double teamed by a corner and safety every play. He's yeah, no, no, he's not double teamed every play. That is inherently false. Um, Cause I watched every single one of his reps last year and the next Kelsey, like Kelsey is an elite route runner. Um, and, and he like five and soft spots. Why, why is he Kelsey? Because he breaks tackles. Like what does he do that Kelsey does? Tell me again, not trying to be a dick. I'm asking questions. I know that could be abrasive. I see it. See the reviews. I know I can be abrasive. I'm an asshole. I just try to be honest. Um, I'm not meaning to call anybody out, but what does he do? That's great minus yak. Really, tell me. Uh, what does JD for the uh, what does JD what does JD for the cornerback depth? What the hell is even that? I gotta keep using the sound bites. I you know I love you, but love the piece. Um. Cornerback depth, or is it not a big concern? I believe Bryce Hall. Yeah, Bryce Hall is fitting for agency and isn't. Isn't Eccles or no Eccles was 2021, right? So you have Eccles, you have Hall, you have Carter. 
I would I would like to bring Hall back. Like Hall is a guy who at Virginia, um, Virginia Tech, right? I think it's Virginia Tech, like film room guy, good teammate, pumped on special teams. Like I love Bryce Hall in terms of like who he is as a guy. Um, I, I yeah, I, he's a good dude. I would love to bring him back for like two million dollars, whatever it is, for for you know a million, million and a half, two million dollars for depth. Um, if not, then yeah, you might see a a corner in the fourth, fifth round for development. But right now, Eccles is your primary backup. Um, so you probably need one more, right? Because and they need a backup slot. Eccles can kind of do back. I think he do backup slot a little bit. I'm not sure if he actually did that last year. What I would do at corner would kind of I honestly just keep it the same, right? You have Reed, you have Sauce, you have my card a second. Eccles is on his fourth year now. Was he in 2021? So 2021, 2022, 23. Yeah, I think this is his last year, right? Unless I'm mistaken, he's only three years. Um, if if he's a free agent, resign him, resign Hall, resign Guidry to be your, your backup slot. Like I'm I'm completely cool with that. I don't you don't need to do too much there. Uh Odunze is big and fast. Someone is gonna steal. He's expecting to run a four three five. I don't see four three five with them. Uh, and why just? And I'm not. Again, I'm not meaning to because you're in here a lot, and I appreciate you because you you give me substance. Um, and you, sometimes we agree for sure. Uh, Odunze to me looks like a mid four four guy. Uh, I don't think he's a four three five guy. I I really I I would be very much surprised, and it's possible because sometimes guys are just faster in in the underwear Olympics. If I had to, just just again. Give you my opinion. Does he play like a four three guy? No, he does not. He plays like a mid four four, high four four guy. Like I would expect him to be four four. I would expect him to be closer to four four five than four four three. We'll say that. Um, I have JPJ rated higher than Vashana. Okay, it's it it is lit litmus. I would say it's, everybody says litmus though. Like it's a litmus test, not litmus test. But there you go. You are right on a dunes. I could. <clears throat> Thank you. Joe, you still like Latham? I do. I do. I think Matt pops in and out of here. Because like, I'll say something and then it's like, do you, yeah, I, I just said, I, I do. Um, he's still my two. And I, I I think he's actually closer to one than some people realize for me. Uh, I heard people make comparisons. to, be, Dude, I'm telling you right now, if that's the comparison, I'm sorry. I don't know who did that. Uh, I would just not believe anything they said anymore. Because Devontae Adams releases versus Odunze releases. There's no comparison. None. Zero. Odunze needs a lot of work on the offense on releases. And again, I think there's like, there there's, there's middle ground, right? Like I could see a guy's run blocking and think it's solid where another guy think it's great or whatever it may be. Like I understand being a little bit different on some guys, but for anybody to say that he is really good at releases, I don't think you watched I, or actually I can almost guarantee you didn't watch and maybe you just watched a few plays or something like that. But to say that he's good at releases at this point is I, I, I really don't know what you're watching. Legit, I do not know. Joe, who is your favorite Austin tackle? It's 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 alt with Latham pretty close behind him. Um, again, uh, Sluggo, I said before that alt was a guy who left me a little bit disappointed. He's not a guy who I'm going to trade up. That I'm going to trade up into the top five, top six for. I, I just don't think there's that big of a gap. Did you see Tom Brady? Yeah, I did. He's faster, blocks better. Okay. Blocks better. Kelsey is a basically a quasi receiver. He's faster. Okay, sure. Again, fast doesn't mean really much of anything. And better hands? No. No, 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 no. He's not had better hands than Kelsey. Kelsey makes some ridiculous catches. Ridiculous catches. And he's like 6'3, and Kelsey's 6'5, like Hawk brings up here. Um, Kelsey makes absurd catches. 
Bowers made like two out of 10 contested catch situations. I saw him. Uh, can you talk? Yeah. So like, this is, I, I mentioned this before really quickly. He is an angle blocker. He's a guy who you could crack. He, or he, he's a guy who can crack. He can block a DN basically when they're not expecting him. He could block a linebacker. He could block a safety in terms of him blocking a DN to one-on-one. It's not going to happen at NFL level. It's not, he's not strong enough for it yet. There, there we go. Um, you comment based on game film. Most people judge players on how that's huge difference. I appreciate that. But hundred percent. Um, Thanks, show. Got to walk redoing The Sopranos. It's like, Sluggo, you're going to hate me, man. You're going to hate me. Again, I am completely transparent with a lot of things. I watch Sopranos, and I think it's super cheesy. And realistically, what that might be is, like, you know how something's so overhyped by everybody? So you go into it with, like, an unfair, unfair expectation. Maybe that's what I did. But I watched, like, five, six, seven episodes. I'm like, I can't do it. I turned it off. I don't like Sopranos at all. Um, Okay. Uh, Joe Odunze runs track and has a sub. See, see, like again, difference between and again, he can he can actually do it. Like I, I can see that happening, but game film versus what he actually like or what he runs in underwear versus what he actually is. Um, Mims ran a four three. Was Mims a four three on the field? Absolutely not. So yeah, he might know how to take off and do all stuff to get a good time. Does that match what he does on the field? No, to me. No. Um, who cares? Okay, okay, so. I'm already like 20 minutes past. My wife is probably not going to, she's not going to be that mad, but nonetheless, I got to go help her. I feel bad because she has a baby and I have been at work all day and now this, so I'm going to go help them out. I appreciate you guys. Again, I do not mean to be abrasive. I, again, I, I get sent, sent reviews. I see reviews obviously. Um, and I don't mean to be a dick. <laughs> I don't want to be abrasive, but it is harder. Like when you do your own research and you're watching a player for 12 hours, 14, 13, 16 hours, whatever it is, and then you just hear things that are completely false about them. So I get, I get, I, I, I get a little bit angry about it, but I'm, I apologize. It just is what it is. Um, thank you. And I will see you next week. We'll do the simulator. We'll talk about the, the, uh, the combine results. Adios.